Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Taryn watches live feeds all day long. Rensong is there to say when he's wrong. They've got the feud that just won't quit. And Melissa's the one who has to deal with their sh. Now the Alice, they told you it for free. While you're living your life, they're watching TV. Now the Alice, they do it for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Big Brother 21 Roundtable Podcast. It's the final Roundtable Podcast of Big Brother 21, where we will be wrapping up all of our thoughts on the season, putting a stamp on it and saying this is what it was and this is how the players were and, and, and giving the ratings and all, all of the good stuff that we've got for you. So I hope you're prepared. I'm your host, Taryn Armstrong, and with me today is somebody that uh, we have not seen for a while. Melissa Denny, how you doing, Melissa? <laughs> I'm doing good. I... Uh... I'm very excited to talk about Big Brother since I was not able to talk about Big Brother, um, like basically surrounding the finale. So um, I haven't really gotten to give my opinion of it. Um, so and, I, and I'm also excited to go through everything with you guys and kind of wrap everything up since uh, we never really got to do that. So uh, very excited to be here. Yes. Also with me today is, of course, Brent. How are you doing, Brent? I missed your voices, you guys. I just have to tell you. Just like uh, so Alexander in the chat said, I missed your voices. I missed your voices, Taryn and Melissa. It's so nice to talk with you again. <laughs> well, uh, it's good to be talking with you, too. Uh, good to be putting a, putting a bow on the Big Brother 21 season as we move forward into new shows and new seasons of shows. Uh, so we are live on YouTube here. You can join us in the chat if you want. Uh, I also did send out a survey on Twitter. If you are interested, you can you still have some time to fill that out before we really get down to the answers. Um, but uh, but I asked you to rate all of the players and the season. And I had uh, some other questions as well. So uh, check that out if you haven't already. And if you're listening to this after the fact, then don't bother. No point. <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> But let's get into this, because uh, in particular, I really want to know from you, Melissa, what your thoughts were from the finale. You know, the last time we spoke was before the finale and uh, we were anticipating, you know, a, a a finale with potentially Nicole in there in the mix. That didn't happen. Um, but I do think we did kind of anticipate that Jackson would would likely be the winner, but that Holly had some chance to get in there um were you surprised that jackson won what were your what were your thoughts well uh you know i was very depressed that nicole did not make it i felt like it was such a good redemption story where it was like the underdog comes rises like the phoenix you know from the ashes um and it just would have been so poetic had she won but uh she did not. And uh, so after she got out, I was like, it, it was 
kind of sad. I mean, I felt depressed. I felt like I, I mean, once we heard the results um, on the live feeds about Nicole, uh, Nicole not making it, uh, it was just, it was, it was sad. And I, I felt like I couldn't really, I didn't really want to talk about the show. I felt disappointed. Um, but, you know, I, I, I do think that Jackson played a really impressive game. I think we all need to give him credit. Um, while it may not be, you know, the smoothest or the nicest or whatever, he was a very strong player and he did what it took. I mean, he did whatever it took, including making up a giant lie about his buddy, Tommy. So um, I have to say, I really do think he deserved the win in the end. Um, he fought hard and I, I was, I, I, w- I was pleased with the result, I guess. Um, but it was the weirdest finale I've like ever seen. Um, so awkward. Um, you know, even when it should have been an interesting conversation or an interesting moment where, uh, you know, Kemi got to say her piece um, and then kind of like confront these issues. I don't feel like it was handled properly because I feel like if you're going to bring something up, you don't just say, you don't just have somebody say like, you know, this whole thing was bad. I didn't like your behavior. Now, what do you have to say? And then they give an apology for who knows what they don't know at that point. They were in the jury house. They, he, you know, Jackson was still in the house. They didn't know. So then they just apologize for like something. They don't know what they did wrong yet. And then Kemi, then Julie goes, Kemi, do you accept their apology? It's like this weird dynamic where then Kemi's like, no. And then it's like, I mean, she didn't say no, but she said, like, you know, you have to know. I want you to know what you're apologizing for before you before I'll accept it. And which makes sense. But it's like the way it was handled made it so that they couldn't know what what it was before apologizing. So, I, I you know, I kind of wish that they had handled it as awkward as it was. I kind of wish they had handled it like they did with Jack, where it was like they explained to him, like, hey, take a look at this. This is not cool. Now, what do you have to say for yourself? You know, or at, I mean, at least it'd be better than just saying like, apologize for your actions. And they're like, well, we don't know what we did. So um, that was just like, just uh, that was very strange. Um, and then, you know, like the last like 20 seconds, she gives to Bella to say something and like it like zero time spent. Um, and, you know, it, it just was very awkward. And then the whole time, Julie's like, um, guys, you only have 20 seconds to say your piece, which obviously we hate. I really hate that. It's like you have like 10 seconds to plead your case. And then it's like, come on, move on. We got to get to these commercials. It's like it's it's not cool. And then Jackson's reaction to winning. It wasn't exciting and fun. It was just like, ooh, this is very strange. And people are like trying to hug him and he's just like stone faced. Um, The one thing I can say is Nicole wins America's favorite player and she's so shocked and happy. And that was a great moment. But uh, overall, weirdest finale I've seen in Big Brother history, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it just further establishes that, uh, A, we need more time during the mm-hmm. finale. Uh, B, there should be a reunion show of some yes. sort oh uh, where things can be addressed, like Bella talking to Nick, like uh, Kemi talking to whoever with clips mm-hmm. being shown. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been great. So let's just put that out into the universe. I feel like we do that every year. It's it's such a no-brainer, though. It really is. I don't know if... like. Here's the thing. Mia, it might be Julie Chen, 
that may be the issue that she doesn't feel comfortable in a format like that, like hosting the house guests and asking questions. I mean, it would just be I an volunteer. extension. I know you do. <laughs> and we would love to have you, but I'm, I, I'm, that's the only thing I can think of because otherwise this is such a no brainer for them to do something like this where they uh, have it out with everybody and really get like, get down into the nitty gritty of, of what people wanted to say to each other, what they have to say to each other things that they couldn't necessarily say on a live show. I don't know. Just, it would be such a wonderful time and really cathartic for the audience and they don't give it to us and it's really unseemly and I hate it and they need to fix it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely a weird finale. Definitely the saddest winner I think I've ever seen um, that uh, By the on way, the finale. I, I, I think that was a put on. I think that Jackson acting the way he was, I think that that, that whole thing was fake to me but because I haven't seen any humility since then, Taryn, uh, in other interviews. I know that your interview with him has not come out yet or just recently has. I, I out. think it actually just, just dropped. dropped. Yes. <laughs> so. Of course we haven't had time to listen right. to it before the show came on, but I haven't seen what I needed to see from him. So I feel like that sense of hang dog shame that we saw at the end of big brother if I'll say this, if it was anything, it was for the fact that he got caught. Uh, because otherwise, I, from what I've seen lately from him talking to other interviewers, it just seems like that he has an answer for everything. And he it was a plan and he's not going to apologize for shit or he will apologize if he hurt your feelings, which, of course, we all know isn't a real apology. He won't own anything. So, you know, you t- please, I tell you what, tell me something different. Tell me that he, your interview with him will... I, I, and I am going to listen to it, uh, if not for the outrage more than anything. <laughs> but uh, tell, me, tell me that he at least owns something in that interview. Well, I mean, I think first I'd say that I don't think it requires humility to feel very upset in that moment. I don't think that like whether or not he ends up owning anything. I think that uh, I think it was genuine. I don't think it was fake. I mean, like basically like if you are humiliated on live television, uh, whether or not it's justified, whether or not you admit to it or own up to it or think it's fake or whatever, uh, like you are going to feel very upset uh, about that. And so I I don't think it was faked. I don't think he was upset. I really, I think he thinks, you know what, this is bullshit and I'm just gonna, but I, but I think he knows enough. He's smart enough. And we've seen this throughout the season to know that he needed to act a little contrite in that moment and a little ashamed in order to get some of the heat off of him. That's my opinion of it. I feel like he wasn't acting contrite though, is the thing is I feel like in all of his responses, like, I mean, even with the question that was like, Hey, some people feel like you were disrespectful to women. And he's like, like, what, how can you please explain why that should be rewarded? And then he's like, yeah, I'm not like, I've never been. It's like, okay, but that wasn't the question. The question was that like, some people feel this way about you and your behavior. So like, please explain, like, you know, talk about that. Instead, he's just like, yeah, no, that didn't happen. And I would never do that. So yeah. And so I feel like his his answers aren't he he wasn't contrite. And I do feel I do feel like his reaction was genuine, but I don't feel like it was like a I don't feel like it was a reaction that was intended to make us feel that he felt bad about like his comments or anything. I think it was just like, 
the way he felt, I think he felt like ambushed and that like his moment I was feel, ruined. I feel and, like, like he, he wanted us to feel sorry for him. I felt, I felt like that that's what was, was happening there that he wanted us to feel sorry for him. And that he was mad that this, that his big confetti moment was taken away from him. Uh, look, okay. You can, well, you can I do think with me was, if you want. No, no, no. I do think he was upset that his big confetti moment was taken away from him. I think he was like, I'm in the finale and I'm about to win this show. And then it's like, you drop this big bomb on him and make him look bad on TV and that, and like, you know, do this whole serious conversation. And then all of a sudden be like, yeah, you did it. Yeah, celebrate. And it's like, well, he's not going to want to celebrate. He's going to be like, what the heck just happened? Like, what yeah. was, so I don't know. I do think it was genuine, but I don't think it was necessarily like, Oh God, I feel so bad. I feel so terrible for everyone. <laughs> no, like, I don't never. Like that. Never. And you know, just really quickly about the um, reunion show idea, like Jeffrey in the chat suggested like, why not do something on all access afterwards? Like, like a few weeks later, whatever, a week later, whatever, where they've had time to like decompress for a minute, then do it on all access. It doesn't really cost them anything. Just like put them in a room. They're under contract. So why and, not and do want it? People, they want people to watch CBS All Access. Right, they exactly. Want they them. want people to yes. stay on because people cancel it right after the show's over because the live feeds aren't on anymore. So, you know, if you, if you hold that little carrot out, like, hey, if you stay on for an additional week, you get to see the reunion show. You know, yeah, by I, the way, I just want to put a big shout out there to uh, Matt Ligori, who reminded me to cancel my CBS All Access, and I probably uh, yeah, wouldn't I if it. not for him. <laughs> I you, saw Matt. his tweet. He's like, I don't know who needs to see this, but cancel your <laughs> I, CBS I least, All Access. I at least canceled it until uh, uh, the Picard uh, Star Trek thing happens in January. So thank you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I can, I can tell you, and I, I don't want to misrepresent what he said, but my interpretation of how what Jackson said to me in, in his interview interview was that um, when he was confronted with those things at the finale, he was uh, in shock because he did not know what it was that he was being confronted with. And so he at the time thought it was like really bad. And now afterward, he's like, oh, that's all it was. It was, you know, camp director and whatever. Like um, he feels like he thought it was much worse and he was very uh, worried about that. Uh, and then afterward uh, was like, oh, this is what it is. I wish that I had known what it was so that I could have reacted in a different way. Um, I that's that was my takeaway. But I, I of course, recommend that you go listen to what he has said exactly because I talked to him for like three and a half hours. And, you know, it's, it's a lot to remember. Um, but that was my interpretation of what uh, of what he was uh, he was saying. Um, so take that for what you will. Um, yeah. OK. Sounds good. I want to tell people because I, I feel like I, I, I can't be disingenuous with the chat. Um, so like right before the episode started tonight, I, I asked Taryn, I said, okay, so I just want to know one thing. So did Jackson own the fact that he cheated as a have not? Like, that's all I want to know. Did, did he own the fact that he cheated as a have not? Because we all know that he cheated as a have not. And I feel like if he owns it, then I could maybe take him a little seriously. Like there might be a little bit of honesty in some of his answers. No, he did not. He did not own it. Taryn told me he did not own it. He said that he well, there was a, a protein smoothie that he was eating. And he, even when confronted with the footage that, the yada 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 that and even when Taryn pushed him further that Jackson was basically like look this is my answer move on <laughs> so I feel like 
I'm going to listen to this podcast only for the outrage alone. I, I want to see how mad can I get? Because there have been times where I've listened to you, Taryn, interviewing people, and I'm like literally like yelling at my phone. And I'm hoping that this podcast <laughs> can get me to that point. But God bless you for asking him that question and pushing him further on that because uh, I'm, glad someone, I'm glad someone did. I think if he didn't win the show, he might be more open to saying that he did cheat on have nots oh because because he won the show. I could see a situation where he's like, I don't want them to take my money away from me when they know I, they found out or they find out that I've broken the rules. They like I know they wouldn't, but like I could see a situation where it's like, I don't want to risk it. I don't want to like, if that's in the rule book, I don't want to, you know, say that I did this until maybe like way later, like maybe like two years from now, we'll hear from him and he'll be like, Oh yeah. Duh. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. A, it's a weird hill to die on. Honestly, like, uh, I don't think. I mean, yeah. I don't care. Uh, and I. Don't, I mean, there I don't certainly. Either. I think the people that do care are people that already hate him and like mm-hmm. are using this as a weapon rather than this being the sticking. Like nobody is like, you know what? If he didn't cheat, as I have not. I, I like Jackson. Otherwise, I hate him. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. there are other sticking points. Um, so, I, I, honestly, it's, it's whatever for me. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, overall, it was uh, it was a, it was a long interview. We went through his entire game. Uh, I felt like he was. Um, it, it did feel like uh, that you know him and Holly had watched the season by the time I spoke to them. Um, it did seem like they were uh, you know ready with certain points. Um, in fact, they both had uh, similar uh, uh, things to say about certain things. Um, oh boy! <laughs> but uh, but I did uh, you know because of how detailed the interviews are, I do feel like there were some good points about the strategy of the game uh, that Jackson had throughout the season that I was interested in hearing so um if you are interested in that i do believe that one just dropped uh audio right now the video should be coming um so check that one out if you are interested so what you're saying is that he had things prepared to say at times correct well i i, I think well, that i think that him and holly watched the season and talked about it amongst themselves and uh i think this is true of, of anybody that watches the season I, I do try to get them before they watch the season because once they watch it that's when they finalize in their mind what happened and if two people watch it together then they're going to finalize that together and so uh, it okay. wasn't surprising to me that they said similar things because I'm sure they talked about it and they, they ha- basically haven't been uh, apart since the show ended um, so uh, it was not super surprising to me but uh, but it would have been m- more fun for me if I had gotten to them before they had watched the episodes uh, but you know what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> um, so uh, speaking of the interviews, um, ha- has there been anything that you guys have learned in the postseason interviews in any of the postseason quote unquote drama, uh, anything to, to catch anybody up on at this point? Because from, from my perspective, uh, honestly, the interviews that I, that I've conducted, the interviews that I've listened to, uh, have mostly just been uh, pretty much what I expected to hear. I haven't really been surprised by anything too much other than perhaps the backyard interviews. When I did learn that Nicole, uh, likely would have beaten Holly. That was good information to know. Um, and that the jury did respect Nicole to some degree. Um, and uh but but apart from that i didn't feel like i learned anything super different game wise but brent you you raised your hand 
Yeah, there was uh, kind of an in-the-weeds sort of strategy question, which I had talked about at the time on the roundtable, even brought up with uh, Rob on the show. And it never really came to fruition on the show and was never talked about on the show. But listening to Cliff's interview with you, I was so glad and also a little bummed to hear that when he won the veto during the double eviction, at the final six. So Nicole wins HOH. Cliff wins the veto. Cliff said to you that he thought about using the veto on Christy, taking Christy down and putting up Jackson and Holly just to get Tommy out of the game because that's what he wanted to have happen. He wanted Tommy out of the game. And that really would have changed history at that point. I mean, you can obviously argue, let's get Jackson out of the game. And that would have been an equally good move as well. We don't know what would have happened then, but if you get Tommy out of the game, then I feel like things look different, especially at the final five. I think they definitely get rid of Holly at the final five. Uh, and who knows what happens after that point. So uh, I, I do feel like that Cliff saying, and even recognizing, Hey, I thought about doing that, but I didn't do that. Really, it was good for me to know because at least he recognized that that move was in front of him. And number two, I feel like that when you have a move that you're thinking about making and then you don't make it, I feel like more times than not, you end up regretting it. Uh, Every time throughout the season, it feels like that people thought about a move that they were going to do and then they held back. Then they, they end up regretting that move. Like, uh, uh, Tommy and, and his crew uh, at the six shooters when they were going to get rid of Kat and then they backtracked on that and then ultimately didn't get rid of Kat and instead got rid of Sam, uh, Nicole and Cliff at the final five when they were going to get rid of Holly and then they changed their minds and went back and, and, and kept Holly. I, I feel like if you're going, to, if you think about it and you think about making the flashier move, it's probably in your best interest to make the flashier move. Cliff recognized that, but he held back I don't know. I guess because he didn't want to make it look like he was betraying Jackson and Holly, even though he would have ultimately saved both of them because he wanted to get Tommy out of the game there. I I really feel like that was a missed opportunity. And God, if there's one thing I would have loved to have seen, it's that. Well, it's interesting because when I talked to Cliff from his perspective, um, he said that he felt like Nicole really preferred Christy to go. Um, And when I talked to Nicole, she was like, yeah, a little bit like I, I, either one of them could have gone. But yeah, I guess I guess I did maybe a little bit prefer Christy. Um, and it it feels to me because I never saw them really talk about it prior to the double eviction. I don't think they really discussed which of the two would go. They just discussed which pair they would go with. It seemed to me just that like it, by the nature of the double eviction, it just kind of went unspoken that like Cliff kind of felt like he was alone amongst the rest of the, the, that the other three all wanted Christy gone and Nicole maybe just a little bit wanted Christy gone. But if she knew that Cliff really wanted Tommy gone, then she, I think would have easily switched over, but because it went so fast, it just kind of went unspoken. And then Christy ended up going home. And also like, just to think about it, I like take it a step further. Remember that Nicole didn't even get the stupid ball in the net. Uh, the first time around, if she would have missed it a second time around, Tommy would have won HOH for them and would have done the dirty work for them. And it, it seems like Cliff even recognized that in his interview with you, that, that Tommy would have done what they probably needed to do it was almost like, so why didn't you let him win if you knew that? But, uh, I mean, I from know. Nicole's perspective. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And I, and I did ask Nicole, like, uh, you know, should you have thrown it? But, um, you know, she was essentially said what, what we knew at the time, which is that like she needed to get wins on her resume and you never know for sure, um, you know, whether or not somebody is actually going to uh, do what you think they're going to do. And so why intentionally put yourself in danger? Um, but yeah, point taken yeah, for sure. Just so weird there. It was just it was like the perfect number, too, because six, there's no way that Cliff and Nicole, because she's HOH and Cliff's only one vote. They can't get what they want there with those two people on the block. They can't get Tommy out. They have to do some sort of quotes, quote unquote, sneaky move. And then it, then they might lose face with their fellow house guests. So it was really unfortunate timing there at the final six for that to happen. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, so apart from that, it seems like, uh, it seems like Jack and sis are still doing all right. It seems like, uh, certainly, certainly Holly and Jackson are, uh, are still very much together at this point. Um, seems like, uh, Kat and Nick is a weird situation. God not, bless her. Not exactly sure what's going on there. Um, still getting conflicted messages about what even happened in the cherry house, even though we kind of, kind of got confirmation. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's definitely an interesting situation. I feel like, um, Normally, when seasons are over, there's been, or at least like in the past few seasons, um, it's been a surprising result in the end where it's like people vote for people you wouldn't expect them to. And so afterwards, it's like, okay, we need these interviews with people because we need to figure out like what they were thinking. I mean, thinking about, you know, getting Johnny's interview um, for Big Brother Canada when Paris won and then getting Paris's interview so we could hear like what her strategy was. I, I just feel like those were like very, I, there were a lot of revelations in those where I feel like these interviews, it was kind of straightforward where it was like, we, yeah, we knew we, we basically what they told us was what we kind of already thought. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas for previous seasons, it was like, it was basically trying to suss out like what happened in the end? Like, what were you thinking? What ended up like swaying your vote? Um and finding that sort of information out. But I feel like this season has been pretty, you know, this, or I guess this postseason has been pretty boring. I mean, if I'm going to say that, um, and I don't just mean like, you know, with after season drama between the cast, like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just like finding out information about their games. Cause I feel like everyone, I guess just played a straightforward game and we could kind of see what they were doing the whole time. Um, so, you know, this postseason coverage has been, interesting but not not any i wasn't finding out any new information really Mm -hmm. yeah i i definitely agree i mean i think that through my you know interviews uh, i haven't really been super surprised by anything that the that the players have said to me um there have been a couple times where i'm like oh good to have confirmation about that uh good to know i was right about that um but apart from that it's uh it's 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 been pretty straightforward. Um, I think, uh, I think it's going to be hard to, to match. I was in full detective mode in big brother Canada six. Uh, I was really, uh, uncovering a mystery. Um, but (laughs) there's not always a mystery to be solved at the end of the season. That's the truth. I mean, really, I, I, this was the first time that I really was. And I think the two of you felt this as well. It's not like we don't want to be here and talk to you guys. We obviously love you guys and we love doing the show, but this was the one final round table that I was like, meh, like, yeah, usually like, I'm like, we got to talk. Right? We've got to talk. We got to talk about this. this is the first season where I'm just like, like, we saw what happened. We know why they voted the way they did. Come on. Yeah. Like, there's there's no there's no there there anymore. 
I feel like it's like, it's good to talk and to kind of recap the season and kind of talk about each of the individual players and how they did, you know, all that sort of stuff. But generally there's not much to get into. There's not like a lot of details that we need to discuss in terms of what we found out postseason or even really what happened in the season finale. It really wasn't that wild and crazy. Um, it was just pretty awkward and strange. And that was about that was about it. So, you know, that's that. That's that. I'll, uh, I'll say this, that my interactions with with Caitlin Herman postseason have been more interesting than the revelations from this cast has. <laughs> I believe it. All right. Love you, Kate. So great. All right. Well, one of the reasons why we still get together to talk about the season as a whole is to uh, to try to put it into some context. Try to to now that we've seen the whole thing and we have a little bit of distance. Um, how can we look back and give our final sort of uh, thoughts on the season, how we felt about it as a whole, um, and you know maybe where we would place it in a theoretical season rankings, which we have done very recently. Uh, so, um, so I'm I'm curious to know. Uh, I I asked the audience how they thought. Um, pretty consistent ratings <clears throat> overall. Um, I asked them to rate the episodes, the feeds, and then the season as a whole. And uh, episodes and feeds were 5.6 average rating, and the uh, the season as a whole a 5.5. Um, so pretty consistent throughout right. there um and and landing on a 5.5 melissa you said that sounds right to you is yeah, that around it, where you would put it? it yeah definitely i i feel like it's a very middling season um i don't know if it's really going to be remembered for m- much of anything really at this point i think we would be having a different answer if nicole had won because then it would be the story of the underdog you know, winning. I, and and that's not to take anything away from Mickey's win. I do think he's a really good game player. I respect his game totally. But is it an exciting story? No. So I think that that's the difference is if Nicole had won in the end, I think the story of Nicole going from, you know, the bottom and, you know, the bullying or whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, you move that towards the end and you know she rises and rises and then victory wow what a great story that's a good story that's what you'll remember um this new jackson being in power and then like you know turning on his allies um but also like do we do we like this are we happy about this like we don't really know but he turns on his allies to help nicole and cliff or it helps nicole and cliff oh that's a great thing but is it great for Mickey? I don't know. So I, I I'm not I'm not too keen on the storyline and you've got to love a good story. So I, I could see why it's ranked as a middling season. Hmm. It's interesting because uh, the final the last roundtable we did was before the finale. Um, and at that point, people said that they would rate the season as a whole at a five point one. Um and so that has gone up fairly considerably since the finale and since we've gotten some distance. So it actually seems to uh, that was before people knew that Jackson won. Although I do believe that Nicole had already lost part two. So they knew that Nicole wasn't going yeah. to win. Um, so uh, knowing that Nicole wasn't going to win it, uh, it was still something that I think 
the audience enjoyed that uh, they, they preferred to see Jackson win over Holly and some distance seems to have given uh, the season a little bit of a bump. Um, so I'm interested to see if that's something that continues, that if the, that the more distance we get from the season, the higher the rating might go up to. Uh, it probably has a ceiling at around a six or so. Um, but uh, I think there are some forgotten moments, uh, maybe not forgotten, but overlooked moments for from the season that were pretty good throughout. Uh, there were some really great, uh, exciting, uh, you know, uh, Taco Tuesday, Day 44. Um, like there are some pretty good points throughout the season that I do think will uh, will pop on a rewatch, especially when you don't have to uh, sit through the feeds and wait. Uh, you know, it's it's an entirely different experience watching a season on a binge, and I feel like that's often what will stick in your head when you are thinking about, you know, ranking the season, you know, five years from now. Um, So I'm very curious to know where we will see this season uh, five years from now. I feel like this season could have similarities to Big Brother 15, which I didn't love at the time that it was happening. In fact, kind of hated Andy and didn't appreciate what was happening on the screen or on my feeds. But then as time has moved on, I'm like, wow, that that season, you know, it had a couple of black eyes, but it really had some great gameplay and some fun characters. And I do feel like in many ways that this season is similar to that. Like there were some definite problematic moments. But there was some pretty fantastic gameplay from a few different people, some outrageous moments. I mean, you know, like water cooler, uh, uh, I don't want to say buzzkill, but buzzworthy uh, events that happened in the house, which we were just like absolutely fascinated by on the TV. I mean, like there are at least four off the top of my head. You mentioned Taco Tuesday and Day 44, but also like the Nicole bullying uh, night where I mean I I think I was working that night and I saw all over my Twitter oh my God Nicole's in trouble Nicole's in, and like everyone's just hearts are sinking like and we're seeing what's happening in that room and then you fast forward to the final five when Jackson makes up this big lie and we had you know then the feeds went down that was pretty wild on, on purpose and then we were we got to experience that at a live finale our a live show between the the, uh, the the few of us so that was really really fun and uh, I I do feel like that there's a lot of really great moments from the season even though it has its obvious problems. Yeah. Uh, Alexa in the chat says, am I crazy for thinking this season was better than Big Brother 20? The ending sucked and we all knew the end game. Um, uh, Liv says, uh, I think it's in the top half. The physical comps in the end brought it down for me quite a bit, but it was fun to watch. Um, So I think it's better than last season because I felt like there wasn't just a march to the end. I feel like there was true competition between anything can happen sides yeah it was like you know i mean especially as we got down to the end it was you know christy and tommy and you have jackson and holly and you have nicole and cliff and i felt like all six of those people any of them could have won like i had no idea what was going to happen um and i feel like that's that's the really the key is like if you get down to the end and you don't know what's going to happen that's exciting um whereas in big brother 20 it was basically like yeah, we know Tyler's going to be there. Like, it's just, okay, is Casey going to be there with him? Like, we don't know. Like, we all thought Tyler was going to win. He didn't win. But it was still a march to the end with Tyler. You know, it wasn't, there was no real competition. I didn't feel like there was strong gameplay by anyone else. So, you know. 
with with bb20 for it was like for a month and a half it was uh there are two outcomes Tyler wins or Casey wins. One of them is a great outcome. The other one's like, okay. Uh, and so after a month and a half of waiting, you got the okay. And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fine. Great. Yeah. I feel like that, that I, another thing is, is that I just remember the, us saying that this season, the first half was not good, but the second half was really good. I mean, there was some strong gameplay in the second half and uh, it was, it was a good end game. Um, also, I feel like there were some good villains in this season. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like even Jackson is a bit of an anti-hero to mm-hmm. most of the audience watching at home, not the people watching the feeds. Um, I feel like Jack was a fantastic villain. Somebody that oh, yeah. everybody could get behind as like, oh God, we're, we're so happy he's out of the house, you know? Uh, in fact, I, I, I really truly believe that that's why Big Brother did not do uh, a buyback challenge, which I they almost certainly would have done. I mean, they hated him so much that they didn't do a buyback challenge and literally changed their schedule at the end where, which they've, they've never done before where we had an entire week for the final four, which we've never had before. And until like maybe big brother 10, maybe because since they went to a live finale, it's always been like that two day turnaround for the, from final five to final four. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's how much they didn't like Jack, and I was here for it. I, I thought yeah. Christy was. I was going to say Christy. Yeah, the best yeah. villain. Yeah, I she, loved. She was Christy. great. I wish she'd own it more. Gosh, I, I know. I, I, I know. Yeah. Imagine if she was in the DR, like totally owning it. It would yeah. just be. But so that was good. that was that was part of why she was such a great villain because yes. she didn't even know she was the villain yeah, at the time. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, right. but right. you know, I just yeah, she was <laughs> very she was very entertaining, very good. She created her own drama, um, and it was it was very uh, great casting for Chrissy. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was a season that was. Uh, it had its bad moments, certainly, but it had its good, exciting moments. And, you know, we've got some good characters that came out of it. Um, and I don't think I've ever seen Big Brother, Reddit, Twitter, like Tumblr, YouTube, whatever, all united um, as they were this season. I just feel like everyone was like, go, Nicole. And, and you know, Jackson, Jack, get them all out, you know. Well, it's, uh, so it's very exciting. It's funny because I feel like in the postseason, uh, there has been a bit of a, of, of a divide, uh, weirdly. Um, but, you know, that's it's typical of the postseason. There's, there's some crazy people in the <laughs> yeah, postseason. Everyone in the postseason, yeah. Everyone in the postseason, just like everyone who's there for like the strategy just like leaves. And then everyone who's there for the drama is like, okay, what's the cast doing now? Yep. What's their life? Who's doing Instagram lives? Mm. Who's in Vegas? Like everyone just wants to know everything, all the gossip. Mm. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Uh, so I asked By people, the way- um, sorry, before you ask, Melissa, is Tumblr still around? <laughs> it is, but uh, not a lot of people use it. Okay, okay. I remember during Big Brother 16, though, I was like all over Tumblr. Oh, <laughs> right? Melissa was a Tumblr person. <laughs> I was. Well, because I didn't use Twitter. And so, like, I was on Tumblr trying to be like, I didn't even know that there was like a Big Brother, like, section of Tumblr. So, like, I just did. <laughs> I was on Tumblr. I didn't either. Tumblr stuff. And yeah. then I, like, randomly searched the big brother hashtag and i was like and you found zanky i found zanky (laughs) i literally like was like what the heck is going on here but uh it was very very fun at the time now it's like i don't go on it but uh 
Hey, you know what? At the time, I was a Zanke fan. I got to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you I go. admit it. I fully admit it. Oh, uh, I, I, I watched a video with uh, Zach. Uh, like I was on, I was like a month ago. Somebody retweeted. They said this was when Big Brother was really good, and I think it was right after Nicole had lost part two. So we're all feeling really down. And it was a video of just Zach being Zach for like a good five six minutes, and it was like, oh, it was so great. I'm like, oh my god, I loved you on my television. You were so I was fantastic. so sad when Zach left. I, I know. I cried. I was like, it's so embarrassing, but I like cried at the time. I was like, he's not going to be on my screen anymore. Yeah, I think we, we actually uh, did a lot better than the person who formerly had our job, by the way. Because that's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't lose my mind. But, uh, you know, Zach was a very fun character. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I asked the audience, where would you rank the season as a whole if you had to rank it in, uh, in, in, in with the other seasons? And about 50% said right, right in the middle. So it's a middle season um, and uh, only about 14 percent said top half or best. Um, in fact, there were there were 10 people that said it was the best season. Um, so kudos to you. Um, and then uh, about 35 percent said bottom half. Very few people said worst, though. Uh, so um, it, most of the answers are middle. Uh, second most would be bottom half. And then uh, then like about half of that top half. So uh, we're looking at like probably bottom middle from the audience here. Yeah. Um, right. Yes. So uh, I want to talk about the players. I want to go through the players. We'll give uh, a, a, a final goodbye to each of the players as we rate them. We rate them uh, as as a player overall. Now, these are ratings out of 10, as we usually do throughout the season. But these are a little bit different because in the season, we're talking about their potential to win the game along with their ability and everything else. This is a little bit different. We're looking at them as a whole. Uh, so we're, we're removing, you know, their likelihood to win because they're not playing the game anymore. But we are trying to uh, project their likelihood to win any given season so if you drop this player into a thousand random first time seasons uh how often would you expect them to win and how would you compare that to uh you know some other random player uh so if we look at it from dan geesling's point of view if you drop him into a thousand random seasons, i expect him to win more than probably anybody else i would expect to win a a thousand random seasons and if you dropped in victoria into a thousand random seasons then uh i think you know a thousand times you'll get victoria telling you that she was the mastermind but probably came in second place in like 90 percent of them um so that's what we're looking at um forewarning i was very harsh in my readings or at least harsh for me well that's that's fair we're gonna start with bella it was an interesting, interesting one here. Um, Bella, I think, had the strangest strategy I have perhaps ever seen on Big Brother. And I watched Lawan, So that's pretty interesting. Um, she made friends pretty easily. Uh, she made allies very easily. And uh, she just immediately ratted them all out all the time and herself all the time. Uh, it was... It was pretty pretty ridiculous, uh, Melissa. What what was your view on uh, on Bella? Yeah, Bella. I was very excited about her at first. I thought that she, you know, she got along with people. It was very exciting. And then all of a sudden, she just decided that 
for every move in the game, she was going to act against her own interest and she was going to self-sabotage every chance she got. Uh, and she made a lot of dumb moves in the house. Like just all of her moves were dumb. They were all bad. Um, she ratted out her own alliances. She, you know, yelled at her own allies. She got into many fights. She was volatile. It was not good at all. Um, and so I am rating her a one. <gasps> How dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. There's a I, lot of ones in this, actually. I, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it brief. But uh, uh, but I, I was I was I was totally aghast there because the, uh, for some reason some I had no idea who this was calling me on Skype at, at the very moment that I'm trying to do a podcast. But uh, I I will not give her a one, and I'm I'm inclined to give people ones because that's what I do. But I feel like she's probably a two. I mean, like I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a smidge in there, Taryn, that if she I don't know had a little bit of instruction and came back again i i don't feel like she would make i i feel like she would make some of the same mistakes but i don't feel like she'd make them to the extent and to the gravity that she did this time i feel like that she did sort of understand where she went wrong she hasn't owned a lot of her behavior but she's at least owned the fact yeah i probably shouldn't have said as much and i probably shouldn't have thrown cammy under the bus she was actually loyal to me and, and things like that so it's a two sorry that wasn't brief, but yeah, I to be it's fair, a <laughs> I was going to give her a two, and then I looked at the description again that Taryn had put, where ten is a Dan Geesling, and I was like, "No, ah. she's not. <laughs> it's too close. Too close to a Dan Geesling for my comfort, so I have to give her less." <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. It's a one for me, and it's it's a really easy one for me. Uh, right. it, it, I, I mean, this is just she. She was a player that actively sabotaged her own chances in the game at every possible opportunity um she, she shouldn't have even gone the week that she did and granted she wouldn't have with not, uh, if not for a, a twist but i think she would have been gone very soon after if not for the twist anyway um so it, it was really just a very very bad gameplay uh so it's it's a one for me the audience did uh feel more similar to brent though they gave her a two Oh, well, that's sorry. really bad i mean the fact that it's like oh they felt good about her they gave her a two is just <laughs> like that is so bad <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> well there you go um yeah so i started going alphabetically but actually let's just uh let's just go in the order of uh of eviction here we'll go from the end up uh now that i've got the chart in front of me um so let's let's talk about david now he's obviously very difficult to that's talk about one. um there's there are a few different things to I think address when talking about David. First of all, we never saw him play the actual game. Uh, second, we have a lot of like secondhand accounts about how David was playing when he was there, um, and that all those all seem negative. But the people saying those things, uh, how well can they be trusted? There's certainly a lot of them. But we also have heard a lot of people talk about a lot of things about a lot of people in a lot of ways that. I don't think are very reliable. So uh, I think that for me, I'm going to ignore what is said about David in the first few hours that people knew him and the reasons why they decided that they needed to trash talk him a lot for the rest of the season um, and focus on what I saw from him in the house when he was there. And what I saw was uh, was 
pretty good. Um, he was uh, nice, respectable, cleaned in the house, um, seemed to have a, a decent social game, really started to try to get in with people. He seemed to have a good read on the house. I liked what I saw. Um, he definitely, uh, I don't know how well he would have done if he uh, had made it back into the game. There were some awkward interactions that he did have where uh, I think he did kind of uh, come on a little strong sometimes with like, uh, hey, I know. I, I can see. Um, it was like, whoa, what, what do you mean? Uh, but overall, I, I like David. I feel like he has potential. Um, it's obviously unrealized, and I can't really give him anything too high given just the overall situation. So I just I went with a three for David. Um, I'd love to see him play again. I'd love to see his potential, but I just have seen so little of him that it's hard to uh, give him too much credit when he was, you know, not didn't go very far. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm with you there. It's a three. I mean, there's just not a lot to go on, but I do feel like the, what I saw, what I saw of him, there, there could be a moldable player there uh, for Big Brother, and uh, I feel relatively good about him. And he seems like it seems. I, I mean, I don't know what the hell this cast was thinking early on, but and remember, he as people pointed out to me, he wasn't actually evicted. He was banished and just didn't win his way back into the house. So it's not like the house got together and decided to get rid of David. Uh, so. You know, having looked at that, I feel like that he's probably personable enough that people would probably gravitate to him in a different season, possibly. So it's a three for me. Okay, get ready for a flaming hot take. Okay. Oh boy. Well, you were very high on David throughout the season, so I'm I expecting. I very high on David. Uh, I'm giving him a seven. Whoa! <laughs> I am, and I'm doing it, okay? And I knew this was going to be controversial, but I was like, you know what? I feel strongly. I gave him an eight, and then I crossed it out and put a seven. So, you know, <laughs> that's how I feel about David. He is so intelligent. He's so smart, had such a good read on everyone from not even he wasn't even in the house when everything was happening. And then he he was able to come into the house and like in about five minutes of being with these people was able to understand all the dynamics of the house and articulate them and and also know what he needed to do if he had gotten back in the house uh, to, you know, infiltrate those groups. and find his in and he's I I thought that he was very good at getting along with people I mean I don't know what these people had a problem with him about he seemed very easy to get along to from what I saw on the feeds um he seemed like a good housemate he seemed very personable and funny and even Kat in her uh AMA on Reddit said that she would have gotten into a showmance with him so clearly he was winning people over um And, you know, I think that if you dropped him into a season that didn't have this sort of issue uh, in the house, it would be very different. Um, I think that he would have gotten along with people. I think everything would have been fine. And I think because I think that one of the one of the cons would be, well, you know, he didn't get along with people like people didn't like him. Yeah, well, that's kind of their problem. Um, and that's yeah. kind of the season's problem. So I don't think it's a David problem. I mean, everything I've seen of him on social media since has been super charming, super great, funny. Everything's awesome. And then not only that, he uh, keeps a very level head. He's able to keep his cool in even crazy situations. I mean, when there was all that chaos, he would even tell Ovi like, hey, look, it's okay. Just chill out. He would be like the one voice that was like, guys, we can't 
We can't confront these people. Just let it go. And I wouldn't have been able to keep a level head in that situation. So, you know, I, I was just very impressed with David throughout his entire time. I'm so disappointed that he didn't get to play. I really think he could be a strong player. And that's him not even knowing the game at all, not even being a fan of the game. He like barely knows anything about it. So I think that going in in the future, I think in a future season, he would have been so amazing if he had known, you know, what to expect and what was going on. And then add that to everything that we already just saw in those brief periods of time. I, I just feel very strongly that he's a good player. Yeah, I, I actually I honestly I think it's fair in the sense that, again, with very little data, the the points can be all over the place. It's it's like when a movie comes out and there's like 12 ratings and it's like totally <laughs> yeah, random, like uh, it could go anywhere. Um, so I, I think it's fair that, it, you know, with such little data, the the points can, can vary wildly. Uh, the audience was smacked out in the middle. They gave him a five. They didn't know where to go. Uh, so let's talk about Ovi. Um, I can say about Ovi myself that I personally find him very charming. I think that he had a lot of skills for the game. He went in. He was certainly bamboozled by some people. Uh, certainly did not have the best showing in the in the game. However, I did learn uh, from some of the people that uh, there was a moment that wasn't on the feeds that uh, while they were in lockdown that Ovi actually had the entire HOH room, the entire cast in tears. Um because he had developed a personal relationship with each one of them and knew uh, enough about each one of them to bring something up when he went around to address each one of them and uh, had them feeling so bad that they were going to send him home that uh, that they were all in tears. And that spoke to me a little bit about just the potential that maybe was a little bit unrealized that if he had been able to stay in the game just a little bit longer, that uh, like many of that archetype, I think he could have found success. Uh, However, we did not see that realized in any way. Uh, I, I would love to see Ovi back, but I wouldn't really expect it. Uh, I'm going to give Ovi a four overall. Just again, so we saw such so little of, of his game, but I do feel like there was some potential and uh, certainly some uh, some bias I expect from from my part, having met him and uh, having heard those stories about his time in the house. So uh, it's a four from me. Melissa, what do you think? Yeah, I, I feel similarly. Um, I'm going to give Ovi a three um, because I do think that he's very likable. I think that obviously he had trouble, you know, interacting with the people on this season. But I think that that is a the people on this season problem and not an Ovi problem. So I think that if you dropped Ovi into a random season, I think he would get along with people. I think he's super likable. I think he's just charming. I, I really like him a lot. Um, and from what I could see, you know, he, he's an intelligent guy, but I think the problem is that he's a little, he's a little too trusting and doesn't have a great read on people. Sometimes Um, he's a little too naive. I felt um, in that, you know, Jack was convincing him that he was his buddy and he was thought that Jackson was with him. And I, I just feel like he, he trusted people too much. And I feel like that was a problem. Um, And I think even if you go into the next season being like, okay, Ovi, like, don't trust people so much. And he'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to trust people so much. I still feel like, I still feel like he would have an issue with that um, because it's hard. I mean, if you trust people, if that's in your, your gut, that's your instinct. Like you're going to feel for these people and think that they're telling you the truth, even if they're not. So, um, you know, I really like Ovi a lot. 
Um, but I just, I don't know if he's got that killer instinct. So I, I don't know how he would fare in another game. I feel like he's got the killer instinct, but I just worry that he, I mean, like, you can't, oh, like here's the thing. When I watched him on the feeds, he did seem kind of awkward to me. And maybe it was the cast. You can, you can, you can go after the cast and say maybe it was their problem, not his. But it did seem at times that he was a little awkward to me. Also, you mentioned the fact that he's too trusting. I agree with you that even if he was aware that that was an issue, he, you, you can't change who you are at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he went back into another season, he would, again, be too trusting and probably lose to someone who was lying to him. So I, I'm probably more down on Obi than the rest of you. I would probably go with, uh, I was going to say a two, but I feel like he's too charming for that. So I'll go with a three. Yeah. A two would have been the same as Bella, which. Yeah. Uh, there's no way. Yeah, right, <laughs> uh, the, the audience, the audience went with a four for Obi, actually the same as me. So uh, I guess I wasn't too off. Um, all right, let's talk about Kemi. And for Kemi, let's start this time with uh, Melissa. Uh, Kemi, I gave Kemi a six um, because I think she's super intelligent. I thought she had a really good read on people. Um, I thought that she was able to keep her cool in very intense situations where I certainly would not have been able to keep my cool. Um And I thought that she was able to get along with people well. I think that they're obviously same with the David situation and the Ovi situation. There were some issues with this cast, but I don't necessarily think they were Kemi issues. However, I do think that Kemi is not fake. And I think that that might be an issue uh, for like long-term gameplay. That's the problem. Yeah, like I feel like she, she would talk even to the cameras like, oh, I don't know how much longer I can like be like I have to pretend like I like XYZ or whatever and I pretend like I'm not mad about this or whatever but and and which worked for the brief period of time she was in the house but I do feel like long term that might be hard to keep in and I could see a situation where she's like look I'm just gonna tell like it is and you're either gonna like it or you're not and so I'm a little worried about that aspect of her personality but uh but overall I think that she's very smart and she was just so intelligent um and even when confronted with a lot of issues, she was able to, you know, keep her head. And that was very impressive. So, you know, that's that's my score. Brent. So what, what, what was your score? Sorry. Six. A six. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a three. I'm sorry. I'm like half as much as you are. And look, I love Kimmy. I adore I just Kimmy. thought she was so smart. It's just so, and, like good read. Yeah, but it doesn't do any good if you can't get people to like you. And I feel like that she is just too blunt for I her own good. A, I, I think it's I, a house problem, though. I think that, I mean, you ah, no, 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 no. That's it. Like, I just feel like they like other people like her. Nope. I don't know. Nope, nope, nope. I met Kimmy. I love Kimmy. But in Kimmy, I saw me. <laughs> and that's not a good thing when it comes to Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> she she'll let, that, bitch, she'll let a bitch have it so no i i do not feel like she would do necessarily better on a new season of big brother i think i, I mean i feel like she'd do better than she did here but uh i mean like if, look we gotta call him like we see him i entertainment and standability i give you like eights and tens all over the place kemi but as far as gameplay goes and your ability to actually win a season i mean it's a low three honey and i love you to death uh, Taryn, break the tie here which 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 side of the fence are you more on <laughs> Nina, be real Taryn. Can, can i be on the fence can no, i can i refrain from this yeah, one the white picket um, fence <laughs> yeah, okay. 
Uh, I I love Kemi. I met Kemi. I think she's very charming. Um, she is. I think that she is perfectly capable of playing a great game in the house. Um, but are they ever going to cast people that she can get along with? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. See, if I was uh, in the house with her, I'd be like, "Honey, we're it's me and you to the end. We're going to have it out. We're going to have fun. We're going to." But like, I mean, how many like crazy nutcases? Uh, yeah, but Nicole's such a unicorn, literally and figuratively. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, like the people that cast on reality TV are trash, and Kimmy is not trash. She is the freaking goddess. So, uh, her, how is she ever going to win Big Brother? I feel like the, this isn't shaded her. It's just like, the, the, given the people that they put in there, I don't feel like that she could get them to actually like play with her. I feel like they, they just want to get rid of her. Sorry. Mm. Yes. All right. Well, um, f- Kemi for me is uh, ten as as a person and a three as a player. <clears throat> uh, ten as a person. Ten as a person. Love Kemi. She's amazing. Uh, I think that uh, she's going to win every season that she goes on. So that's my opinion there. Uh, the audience. The audience decided to go with a four for Kemi. Okay. So. Uh, I think uh, Alexander in the chat doesn't know how to score what you said. <laughs> so it's a three, honey. Okay. Uh, okay, I yeah. mean, if Brent is putting that on me, then fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Let's uh, let's skip over Bella here and talk about Sam. Sam is definitely an interesting one. Um, Sam, man, I I feel like Sam is another one. Sam had potential. And if Sam had gone home, I think, in the first couple of evictions, I'd probably be speaking more highly of Sam because of the fact that there was some potential there uh, that maybe went unrealized. But given what I saw of Sam and how long he lasted, I actually I just feel like mm, I saw I saw the potential for the potential to be realized and that it wasn't that that there just it does there just wasn't potential there. Unfortunately, uh, I think that he made a lot of mistakes throughout his time in the house from week one, getting over evicted randomly uh, week two uh, or three when he knew about uh, grateful and the fact that they were turning on him and, and, and Nick and did not do anything about it uh, to, uh, yep. you know, the week that he was uh, up there and, and, in, and in danger. Uh, he fought for his life. He fought well, but he lost to Christy, uh, who got Nicole or who kept Nicole from the block and, and kept Kat to go up. Uh, then he fought with Jackson and maybe was screwed that Jackson couldn't flip the vote because Kat was up on the block. But that's because it's because he lost the lost the earlier battle. Um, and then when it came down to the battle between him and Kat, when it could have been Christy and Tommy who saved him, he just kind of sat there and didn't do much, uh, which ultimately cost him his stay in the house. I just feel like at, at every turn he made the wrong call and I did not love it from Sam. So uh, for me, it, it's a two for Sam. I'm pretty down on on him here. Melissa, what do you think? Yeah, um, I agree with everything you said. Um, You know, the one thing is I'm going to give him a four um, because I think that he's smart and I feel like I saw some potential in him um, and the way he got information and the the, I just felt like the way he was like, I'm going to throw a wrench in these plans and all that sort of stuff. I felt that that was a smart game move. However, he didn't really do much with the information that he got. He was able to get the information and, you know, and keep it 
and, and internalize it. You know, even when Jack was like, Oh, this is for grateful. And he like gave it away. He didn't, Sam didn't immediately be like, wait, what are you saying? What, what he kept it inside. And I feel like in this game, like knowledge is power. Um, however, you have to do something with that knowledge in order to make it powerful. So he didn't do anything with the knowledge. And I think that that was a problem. Um, he had careless gameplay. I felt like he didn't really have any rhyme or reason for some of the things he did, like, like deciding to use the veto and deciding to win the veto and all that sort of stuff. There really wasn't any thought behind that, which was unfortunate. Um, however, I gave him some extra points because he was good at competitions. And I do feel like, increasingly that's become very important in big brother. So um, I think that, that I wanted to give him points for that. And for, for the fact that he's able to suss out a lot of information, uh, then he gets back down because he didn't know what to do with it. So yeah, that's why I'm giving him a four. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Taryn. I, I wasn't impressed by anything that he did during the game. And I wasn't really impressed by anything he did after the game, recognizing his mistakes. I felt like that, too often he didn't recognize his mistakes. He had a yeah, but explanation for everything. Even when I said something like during the recap and I said, you know, hey, what about this? He was, it was all like, again, like a yeah, but kind of answer. And I, I feel like that more times than not, just a yeah would have sufficed as in, yeah, I recognize I screwed that up and I probably need to change it. So eh, I wasn't impressed by much. And I don't, I, I feel like he's like a overeager dog that, uh, <laughs> you know, is so excited to use the veto and uh, that <laughs> if given the choice, I feel like he played the exact same way again. Yeah. And he played timid. That's the other thing that I, I, I am so mad about. He played mm-hmm. timid the entire season. And I feel like he would just repeat that. Yeah, Sam is somebody who I feel like with more knowledge of the game, uh, he could be, and I honestly don't even remember how much of the show he knew, uh, beforehand, but, um, but regardless, none of them were really live feeders, uh, apart from the obvious ones. Um, certainly Sam wasn't. Uh, I feel like if Sam was somebody who listened to podcasts and was on Twitter and like watched the feeds, then the raw abilities that he did have, the social abilities, um, the physical abilities, I feel like those could be honed and and put to good use in a way that they weren't in this season. And so uh, that would allow me to bump him up to a higher rating. But because that was not the case, the it, it doesn't. Uh, it, there can be all the potential in the world if you don't know what to do with it. Then it, then you're then you're stuck. Um, so and so I feel uh, the audience gave Sam a four. They were with Melissa. Okay. There you go. Ooh, let's talk about Jack. Jack, Jack, Jack. Brent, let's start with you on Jack. Yeah. Why? This is so hard. I, I didn't rate these people ahead of time like I normally do. Um, I, I'm going to have to go with a four here. I, I feel pretty neutral about Jack. Uh, I do feel like that he is not going to be able to let his foot off the gas. Like, I feel like he's always going to want to win, 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 win. And he's not going to be able to not do that. But the other thing is that Big Brother has changed in recent years to where they favor physical contestants. And so even though he look, I, I always say somebody who looks like that, they're going to vote him out. Well, Jackson kind of looked like that at the beginning of the season. No shade. <laughs> and they didn't vote him out. Like, they didn't get rid of him. Uh, so uh, I, I feel like Jack, uh, I, he might have a shot with a certain kind of cast on a certain kind of day. So it's a four for me. I, I, I feel like he played a pretty good game. Made one fatal mistake in like not realizing that 
Jackson was so loyal to him. And like, he could have taken that to the bank. Jackson like literally would have died for him in, in the game. And he didn't recognize how valuable that was. And I feel, I, I don't feel like he'd make that same mistake again. All right, Melissa, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I'm giving Jack a two and there, this was a hard one. I agree. Um, the thing is, is that I gave him points because he is good at competitions and he is very physical. Um, and, you know, that's been very important in Big Brother. Um, so he could certainly save himself um, if he got into some issues in the house. However, he's just he rubs people the wrong way. He's very condescending and he doesn't seem to not he doesn't seem to be able to not do that. Like, I feel like he, he just, he doesn't know that that's the way he's coming across. Um, you know, it, when he, you know, had the whole shaker bottle conversation with Kemi, like, I'm sure he thought that he was handling that well. Like, I'm sure he thought that he was coming across. I mean, cause he, he does that whole, like, you're a beautiful person thing, which is super condescending, but he, he thinks he's be coming across as genuine and he's not. Um, and I think that that's an issue. Also, he's very domineering. he, likes to control everything. He likes to control everyone. And that's not what you want in a housemate. And I feel like he would rub people the wrong way in any sort of setting. Um, you know, he does have that sort of like charm that he can put on, but there's only so long you can wear a mask. And so I think that true colors would certainly come out in any season, in any situation. And I would be concerned for his um, ability to stay in the game um, just because he's so dominating um and so yeah that's why i give him a two i think maybe one of my favorite moments from the postseason interviews that i've done was when i asked nicole about uh when jack was pitching to her um uh the week that he went home and she was like (laughs) oh yeah he was like trying to butter me i was like yes she knew she saw right through it um because i i really i remembered that and like how like he really he really does have a charm to him but when he only turns it on when he needs it it's yeah, very see through right yeah um and yeah, so it was almost like nicole knew that he had once said uh girls like nicole they don't often get to talk to guys like me ugh vomit <laughs> uh, guys like jack don't often get to talk to america's favorite player so that's true um, <laughs> To people beloved by America. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I think that Jack, again, he has the raw materials that he can use to be good at Big Brother, good at competitions. He's charming. He's a smart guy. Um, And I do think that he learns from his mistakes as well. I think that he is somebody that can uh, self-correct and improve. But uh, especially on his first go around on a season, he just didn't know enough about the show and uh, was was honestly too loyal and 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 didn't have enough of a game sense about him to do much in the game. Um, I think that this guy is always going to be pushed out in front and used as a figurehead because he is perfect for it he is the perfect figurehead he can't help but play from out in front and so he was he is always 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 going to take a hit there was somebody like jackson in the game next to him and he still couldn't help being the number one target for pretty much everyone in the house for so long in the house uh that's that's just who he is and uh until he comes back to try again um that's that's all we've got from him so it's uh it's a three from me on jack 
And uh, the audience also went with a three, agreeing with me. So there's that. Uh, let's talk cat. Let's talk cat. Um, I'll start with cat here. Um, man, cat's another one. There's so many players here with potential uh and cat's almost like the opposite potential of like of a sam and a jack where it felt like she had game knowledge it felt like she knew what she should be doing but somehow kept getting in her own way with the materials she had to work with which just didn't seem like the right skill set um it seems like she has the right skill set for being a great character on the show but translating that to playing the game well just didn't work um it so often i felt like here's the moment here's the she's gonna take you know she's got this great advantage she secretly knows holly they're playing it well um they're benefiting each other's game in uh in in a great way in a mutually beneficial way often throughout the season um but just all, all, all the time from the first week she, she was in the house she easily could have gone home because she gave people a terrible impression of herself and she was breaking down uh, every other day um to volunteering for the block to uh outing her own alliance at multiple occasions to targeting her own alliance in multiple occasions um it, to i mean even just somebody who who feels like they can lie to the audience in a very blatant way just doesn't i think understand the the basics of how i think the show and the game works and i think that speaks against her so um it's it's hard because she is a funny person she's a charming person she knows the show she knows the game to some degree but there's just something missing that constantly undermined everything that she did and so uh for me it's uh it's it's a three because she couldn't recognize she couldn't recognize who she was in the game she couldn't recognize the position that she had in the game it was it, like i said we talked about this in on the finale when she talked about the fact that uh i can't remember uh somebody christy maybe i don't know somebody in the cast had used their hoh to get out like uh bottom feeders and she was like talking about oh, oh jackson annalise and uh uh somebody else who was who else the person uh oh, jessica yes and uh, like, and the, and she she just reveled in that that I was I was not a bottom feeder I was not a yes you were you were a bottom feeder like can't you recognize that there's nothing wrong with saying that it just means you were on the outside of the current power dynamics in the house and now you need to change it up she absolutely would not recognize that even after the fact even after the show and it was really really frustrating so I I have no hope for her it's a three for me yeah it's actually a three for me as well um and i feel like chris in the chat sums it up pretty well um by saying she's smart and dumb simultaneously like that's how i feel about her because it's like i i have in my notes that she's like a good judge of character she's pretty intelligent then i also have like she made really dumb moves and she doesn't have the follow-through to win um and you know so i just feel like it's like there are some pieces that are there and then there are other pieces that are undermining those pieces all at the same time. So it's like you get some good moves and then you get some bad moves and it's just, it's very hard, but she has a really good personality. Um, and I feel like people, people like her. She's funny. She's like good to hang out with. Um, you know, but it just, I just, I don't know if she has the winner's instinct. I just felt like she didn't really, it didn't really matter to her really. I mean, like it mattered to her to stay in the game, but I don't think she knew like what to do to win. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's why I get very free. Well, the audience went with a four for cat a little higher than us, but uh, not by too much. 
Um, let's move on to sis. Let's talk about sis. Brent, how do you feel about sis? Wait. Let me get my paddle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is I don't I don't need to say much more. Come on, we we all saw it, you guys. It's a one. Come on. Yeah, one for me as well. Um, and in my notes, I just said she didn't even play. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> the thing about sis is that I do feel like there are some occasions where she does make it to the end and gets that you know bitter jury vote. Um, but. like that's where she should be and she didn't make it this time like she should have been there all of the power players wanted her there and she didn't make it there and it's it's honestly i credit her more for her eviction than i do christy to some degree uh because she really messed up the campaign um she i i I mean I met her in person and she is so much more charming than you would imagine. Um, and she did have people on the cast that really liked her. And that made me reconsider my view on like how she might have performed in another season. But then I remembered the people on her cast really liked her and she still did so poorly. Like this is one of her better situations, I think. And and this is how she did. And so it's it's unfortunately a one for me. Yeah. By the way, just have to say. Uh, real kudos to you and Rob for that interview with Sis uh, after the fact in the backyard, Taryn. That was that was some mwah, chef's kiss. Really fabulous work there. I loved it. Yeah, you guys did a great job on all your interviews. Very, you. but that one in particular, I felt like that you 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 didn't like fall out laughing. You had a straight face throughout the entire thing. Like you were you were you and Rob were working in tandem. It was fabulous to watch. I mean, well, look, Jack's a big guy, so uh, it was very important that we address the situation. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sis got a two from the audience. A one, a one point seven. Generous. That too, yeah. Um, she might have the lowest rating uh, of anyone here. Yeah, I think she does. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to Nick. Nick is definitely an interesting one. Melissa, what are your thoughts on Nick? Um. My thoughts on Nick are he gets a three. Um, I put sometimes smart, so that's a positive. Sometimes dumb, so that's a negative. And then I said he thinks with another body part, dot, 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 negative. So that is my opinion on Nick. Yeah, if not for some really fantastic work by Christy, I feel like he probably has a shot to win at the end here, maybe. Um, And that's an interesting universe to think about. Um, So... It's a four for me. Uh, as much as I don't want to give him credit, I feel like he did do some positive things in the game. As Melissa correctly points out, some negative things, but most people have not positive negative things. I do feel like that on balance, his positive things probably outweighed his negative things, but only barely. And it's a close call. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he was good at competitions. Um, he it felt like there were times he was doing very well socially and times he he felt he was doing very poorly socially strategically. He was all over the map. Um, and I, I, I do feel like if not for Christie supplanting him in the hierarchy of Jackson and Holly, that he might've done much better in the game. Uh, but I, I, I keep going back to when he was America's prankster and just how badly he dropped the ball there. Um, and, and, and the fact that like, I, I talked to Jackson and Holly about this and like, if he had come to you and been like, Hey, well, let's work together. Like, yeah. I, at the very least would have like heavily considered that. Um, yeah. and 
Like, it just seems like such an obvious play. I mean, anything other than basically what he did what would he have been did. better than what he did. Um, and not to mention the fact that he just was way, way too open about certain things and, and way too sketchy about others. Uh, but I still feel like there's enough there. And he did come close enough that uh, I'm going to give him a four. I'm going to have a four for Nick. And uh, the audience agrees. They went with a four as well. And we also see that the highest ranked person so far is David. <laughs> and well, i'm sure he's gonna be uh higher than the next person as well there you go i mean that's what that's what a seven does i guess <laughs> um i and I, yeah i think it's uh, first of all i think that all six of the best players made it to the final six, uh, yeah, which, which is, is very good. strange. Um, but uh, but then also, I think a lot of the early players were people who had a lot of potential who didn't really get to showcase it because of the twist that held them down. So um, I, it's actually not super surprising to me so far. Anyway, uh, before we get to the final six, let's talk final seven. And that means Jessica. Let's talk about Jess. Um, yeah, uh, it's a one. Okay, it's a one. Yeah, same. She she didn't seem to care about the game. She made a lot of dumb moves, um, including you know when she gets that information from her ally, turning on her ally because she gave her the information. I have no idea. Um, and then also she was not good at competitions, so it's a no for me. Yeah, it. This was. I guess uh, Bella was the easiest one. Uh, Jess was the second easiest. It, mm-hmm. Well, sis was the easiest for me. But. And sis was the hardest for me, but that's just because so. you met her, though. It is honestly <laughs> like if you hadn't met her. Imagine I mean, I met all of them. No, but I mean, like for her specifically. Imagine if you hadn't met her and yeah. you were just like rating based on like what you saw without knowing that she actually can be charming. No, yeah, completely. Like, I mean, that's an easy one. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, hundred so. percent. And not to say that Jess wasn't charming either, but uh, I guess it was more of what I expected from Jess. I don't know. Um, but I do mean, I do understand what you mean when it's like you meet the people and you have a totally different understanding of them and a totally different read from them. I mean, even if, when you see people on social media afterwards, you have a different feeling for them. Like, I mean, Andy, for example, is like the biggest example I can give where I was like not an Andy fan. Now I'm a huge Andy fan. I think he's so fun on Twitter and I really love him. But it's it's one of those situations where you you see more sides to them. Whereas when they're just in the house, it's like, you don't see all that. And so you're just like, okay, this is, I'm using just the show and just the live feeds from the season to judge this person. Whereas like if I was using them after the house, cause I don't even know what they've been doing after the house. Really. I don't really pay attention to that. And so if I had been like seeing them on social media and their Instagram lives and everything, maybe I would have a different opinion of them. So, yeah, I, I will say, I do think that of the three that we've given ones to here, uh, I do think that sis had the most strategic mind which of course is not saying a whole lot but um and i also feel like she had the best social game of the three um but there are of course other reasons why that uh, why she was held down i think um here that uh, you know her chances of winning the game were certainly um few and far between but the audience gave jess a two which means jess is going to land there at a one let's talk christy and uh, melissa i want to start with you here Alrighty, let me get my Christy rating. Uh, I gave Christy a six. Um, I was I was at a seven, and then after like writing out my reasons, I went down to a six. Um, because you know, I think that she's, I think her 
emotional aspects are twofold. I think that they're a positive because I think she's really emotionally intelligent. And I think that um, she's able to say certain things and make people feel a certain way and understand their feelings in order to make them, you know, in order to get in their good graces, which I think was very beneficial. But at the same time, she's really emotional. And I think that she's, she, I mean, she got like so freaked out that she was getting backdoored for like no reason at all. Um, And so I think that that doesn't serve her well in the game because, you know, it gets her flustered. It gets her making moves and talking to people and saying things that she shouldn't be saying. So I feel like there, there's pros and cons to that emotionality. Um, But, you know, people really liked her. They really liked her. I mean, that's must be what it is. Um, But yeah, so like Jack was like totally on board with her, even though Jackson was really the one who, who Jack should have been, you know, on board with. But instead he was going for Christy, even though Christy was behind his back saying, you know, I got to get him out. I got to get him out like the whole time. Um, People really were drawn to her and they really liked her, Um, you know. And so I, I just I feel like she could do really well in a game um, because even with all of her emotional outbursts and everything, people still liked her. Um, and I thought that she was pretty intelligent when it came to utilizing her power with Cliff um, and, you know, convincing him to make the moves that he did. So I just was, I was pretty impressed with Christy and I feel like if she could tone down some of the paranoia and emotionality, um, I think that she could do really well. Yeah. But I don't think she can. Uh, number one and number two, like the thing with Cliff, like didn't Cliff bring that up, Taryn? Uh, was Cliff is the one who said, well, "Well, what about if I do something where I let you keep your power?" Well, like, yeah. that's how it went, right? Like Chris, yeah, Cliff, Cliff came up with the idea. Yeah, yeah, and Chris, Chris was like, "Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds great." <laughs> so I'm not gonna give her credit for that. Um, I mean, I, I take I take your credit, Melissa. That she, uh, take your point. Mean that that uh, she knew not to look a gift horse in the mouth when she saw it. And, you know, Cliff brought it up, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll take that, so I can keep my power." At least she was smart enough to realize that. And I do also agree with you that her overall social game and likability. Like, let's be honest, she should not have been evicted at the final six. Like I said earlier, like Tommy should have gone home, or Jackson should have gone home. Christy should not have gone home there. There's absolutely no reason she should have gone home there. I feel like that she did have a shot to win. If she got to the end, she was respected by the people. People like her. Um, it's a six for me as well. I, 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 she has some mistakes in her game and some obvious holes. The paranoia being the chief most among them. But my goodness, you can't discount how many people just absolutely liked Christy within that Big Brother house. Look, I realize after the fact, it's been a mess postseason. She hasn't owned shit. I get it. But within the game, I feel like it worked pretty well. Yeah, I had a I had a chance to talk to Christy uh, at the after party, whatever it is, um, and I got to talk to her about uh, how uh, about her game and how she played, and she talked about how all of her freakouts were very genuine. And I actually brought you up, Melissa, and I said that I'm very happy to hear that because we had somebody uh, named Melissa who thought that she was uh, acting and, and playing it up, and she was like, "Nope." <laughs> I still believe it's good to know she's playing you Taryn don't you know (laughs) wow she's pulled the wool over your eyes as well well I can see I can see what she's doing and I all props to her (laughs) Taryn uh, stop the insanity says that Christy or I'm sorry uh, uh, Lucy says that Christy would have gone home a lot sooner if Tommy wasn't there I don't know if I I don't know if I buy that. I mean, yeah, Tommy did steady her, but I still feel like that those people really liked Christy and she had the power and respect of the house early on without with or without him. It wasn't because of Tommy, I don't feel like. 
I, I feel like in the end, it it helps that Tommy because didn't Tommy yeah. win a veto and like help her and save her, whatever. But I do, I don't yeah. feel like she would have gone home like first week, second week, whatever. I think yeah. that she would have stayed long. I mean, it didn't. It, people didn't really turn on Christy until much later in the game. Yeah, um, I think that. Uh, I mean, he definitely helped her game a lot. He certainly saved her from having her allies turn on her. Uh, day 44 in particular. Um, I think she made the wrong call on day 44, yep. by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. but, 100%. but I, given actually how things played out, I think she probably would have survived in a similar way. Like, uh, she survived her eviction week when Sis left, uh, despite what Tommy was doing. Um, yep. and yeah, people forget about that. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a really good point that, that Tommy wasn't even doing anything to help Christy that week. He had long since thought she was uh, dead and gone in the game. Christy saved herself. So where, yes. what y'all got now? And, 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 and chat saying he saved her twice. What you, yeah. what you got? And, and Tommy using the veto on her the first time she was only up because of the field trip twist. Um, she would not have been in danger if not for the twist. And then the second time, uh, we certainly could see a scenario where she goes home there, but the target was Jess at that point. Um, so, you know, I did talk to Holly I talked to Nicole. I, uh, I, I I talked to them about how they were talking about shifting the target onto Christie. They both said that they would have pushed to get Christie uh, evicted that week, but uh, hard to know where that would have gone. Jackson was pretty set on wanting Jess gone. So it's we can't say with certainty that Tommy saved her at that point either. Um, personally, I think that Christie is a seven. Um I think that there are a lot of weaknesses to her game. Like I said, she made the wrong call on day 44. Um, I think in some ways she trusted people too much and too little at the same time. Um, I think that she didn't always make the correct decision, but she was always so laser focused on the game. Uh, She had great relationships with so many people, especially in the first half of the game. She was very, very messy and it definitely got her into trouble. But if Jackson and Holly aren't competition maniacs, then uh, it's not going to impact her quite as much. Um, And she held on to her meat shield in Jack. She managed to put out, push out her goat in sis in front of her. Um, and I think that those are two important things to look at. I think she had a lot of control in the early part of the season. I hope that I do get a chance to talk to her about her game before we fully wrap up all of this big brother 21 nonsense, but it's a seven from me. The audience though agrees with you two with a six. Nice. Right. Our highest rating so far, though. Highest yes, rating by far. This is this Woo! is the first rating above a four for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's talk Tommy. Let's talk Tommy. Um, I'll start with Tommy. I'm also gonna gonna give uh, Tommy a seven. Um, I think he's probably uh, if I had to choose between Tommy and Christy, I would say. Tommy ultimately is probably the better player. I would put him at a higher seven than the Christie seven, but uh, I think they're pretty close and I think they have different strengths. I think that Tommy was very, very, very well positioned, but Christie had more control over the uh, over the season. Uh, She was a little bit more out in front at times, but then there were other times that he was a little bit more out in front. I think that Tommy was better at competitions overall, and that certainly is better for his game. He was also, I think, much better at jury management 
management and would have had a better chance to win in the end than Christie did, even though I do think Christie would have had a great chance as well. Uh, overall, I think they're very, very close as uh, as players. And uh, I don't know why I stepped out and, and chose one over the other when I could have just said that they were both sevens and nobody, nobody would have been mad at me. Uh, but uh, it's a seven for me for Tommy. I think that he was one of the better players on the season, even though he was not the player that I think a lot of us wanted him to be at the start of the season. Uh, he still made a, an adequate and uh, pretty uh, a, uh, admirable job and, and run at things, even though his car broke down all around him. So, Melissa, what do you think? Yeah, I, I gave Tommy a seven as well. Um, the people loved him. I mean, remember when he was having to be like moderator of these conversations that mediator, people were having, yeah. mediator, whatever. Right. Um, it, like, I mean, that that means something. He means he gets to be in the room with everybody. It means that people think of him as like a neutral party when clearly he's not. Um, and, you know, everyone just loved him. And he, he's he seems to be easy to get along with. Also, he's really intelligent. He's smart. Um, and he knows, you know, when Christy was kind of, breaking down around him, it was like he knew to kind of jump ship and be like, okay, Christy, do your own thing. He didn't like stick around to the bitter end. Um, He was very well insulated and positioned and he uh, is also really athletic. Um, He, he seems like he could win competitions generally. And so um, overall, I think he'd be a strong player in another season. So that's why I give him a seven. Yeah, I can't remember who was in the chat who pointed out that he was never actually a target until he actually was the target. Uh, so that's, there's something to be said for that. He literally had like, you know, four or five layers of onions all around him and they all disappeared. And then he was finally exposed and, you know, maybe on another day wins that competition and saves himself and probably shouldn't have gone home at the final five. If you actually think about it. And if, Nicole, if, right. I mean, this is something to be reiterated. If the final five ha- it was not elongated, um, like it, it normally isn't, it's normally a shorter, uh, week. Um, yeah. Tommy stays. That's Tommy Nicole stays. said straight up. Tommy stays. Um, so worth noting. And if, and he almost did stay. And if he does stay, he is uh, a favorite to maybe win, though he probably doesn't beat Jackson in the final four veto. And then it's probably he goes, it probably doesn't win, but he came, came close. Came close. So, Brent, what was the number? Uh, 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 seven. Sorry. All right. It's uh, seven from the audience as well. Yep. Straight sevens. Feel good about feel good about Tommy. He, I think he was probably the best player of the season. Interesting. Um, let's talk Cliff and Brent. We're going to start with you. Cliff. Wow. Really surprised me. Gladly so. So many people were expecting you to be the first person out. I feel like that most seasons, though, you probably are going to be the first person out. Uh, ha- having said that, you were a charming enough character that you integrated yourself in with this house. And I feel like that there are a finite amount of houses that you're probably going to be able to repeat that. Uh, in so it's going to be a four for me i i i feel like that you were probably at times a bit too cautious and a bit too differential it's so funny to me that the one time you decided to push your own agenda which is at the final five was the one time you shouldn't have been pushing your own agenda cliff like <laughs> yeah. the one time you decided to speak up and do something you do were doing wrong. the wrong thing <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's a four for me i, I just don't feel like that most of the time, Cliff's going to be able to integrate himself into a house that's probably filled with 20 and 30 something Instagram people. Yeah, I, uh, I feel I feel similarly with Cliff, but I'm giving him a six because, you know, the first three quarters of the game, I thought that he did really well. I thought that he was really good at reading people, really good at reading the house, really intelligent. I mean, the way he knew how to move forward was really impressive. Um, 
he was good at competitions, surprisingly. Um, you know, he did a great job with that. Uh, people seem to really like him. Um, and he fit in okay, you know, even considering the fact that he, usually the older person doesn't really fit in with the house. But I felt like he did a good job and he made friends. Um, however, second half of the game was not his strong point. I felt like, you know, like Brent said, he did play it too safe, I think, sometimes. And that was, you know, you'd think that that would be good for him, but I don't necessarily think it was. Um, and also, he was very gullible, very naive in the end the, to think that Jackson would take him. I mean, he trusted ja- that Jackson would take him over his showman's. I mean, that's just insane. Um, and, you know, making the wrong moves in the end, not so great. Um, so, you know, it was an unfortunate ending for Cliff, but I do think overall he is a strong player because I do think he's very smart and he knows the game. So that's why I'm giving him a six. Mm. Man, Cliff is so interesting as a player um, because and I've, I think I've said this before, but Cliff played Big Brother on the hardest possible difficulty setting you can imagine. Um, like, you know, you go in if you are somebody like uh, like Holly, I think, who goes like you have a great you have a great advantage going in. You're just in the right age range. You are in the right demographic. You're going to fit in with most people um, like that's going in on the easiest setting. You're on easy mode. Uh, going in as Cliff is like playing on extreme difficulty mode. Um, and, and a lot of people come in that way. You know, anybody that's going to have trouble fitting in is going to be on a hard difficulty setting. But um, Cliff had an extremely difficult time throughout the house, not only because of his age and his physicality, but also uh, with how the game played out um, with the fact that Camp Comeback was in play. And, and this this applies to a lot of the people who went out in the first four evictions. I want to be clear, but we saw much more of Cliff's game, which is my it's more uh, applicable here. Um, Cliff went through most of the game having a reputation as a crazy dangerous comp beast threat while at the same time being unable to win most competitions that is the exact opposite of what you want you want to be able to win competitions when you need to but be seen as super weak and not being able to win anything so he it's the complete reverse of that he also has the you know added difficulty of you know not immediately fitting in with most of these people um he had a huge majority alliance to work through and try to split up. I think he played very, very well throughout most of the season, uh, pitting people against each other, um, breaking through the cracks, integrating himself, finding the uh, the spots where he could. Um, and it was a game that I feel like went over the heads of a lot of the audience. I feel like throughout most of the season, they didn't understand what he was doing and misinterpreted it and uh and success after success continued uh to confound the audience as to how he was doing this um i think he was that good at times um but there's also the fact that he was evicted and i i do think that without camp comeback he probably wouldn't have been evicted at that spot but uh and without being overheard he wouldn't have been evicted at that spot but he was overheard and camp, camp comeback was in play and he was evicted then we also have to look at the end game where he really fell for jackson in a spot that he really shouldn't have i don't think it mattered much in the end i think that it wouldn't have mattered much in the end, but it certainly makes him look like a fool. Uh, and then really, most importantly, he 
can't win competitions. And that's so huge for somebody who, again, has a reputation for being a competition threat, but can't win competitions. And then also has a a personality and he's in the demographic where nobody's going to take him to the final two. That was always our problem with him from the start was who's going to take this guy to the final two and he can't win himself there. He somehow managed to get there and with somebody who is capable of winning, who would have taken him to the final two and he would have beaten. It's crazy what he was capable of doing. But he still didn't get there, and there are still a lot of drawbacks, and the idea that he would do it again in another season is very difficult to, uh, to, to, to conceive, and so I would love to give him something like uh, an 8, uh, even a 7, but I just can't, um, because I think that uh, it doesn't matter how good you are, if, if you're going onto the season at a hard difficulty level every single time, then you're going to have trouble most of the time as well. And so uh, I, I'm actually with you, Melissa. It's, it's a six for me. I think that in the history books of Big Brother 21, Cliff will be severely underrated because of the very end of his game. I think there's a lot of stuff that he did earlier in the season that is going to go unrecognized for a long time. But it's a six for me uh, and a six from the audience as well. So there you go. Let's talk about Nicole. Melissa. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Nicole, Melissa? This was a tough one for me. Um, I ended up giving her a seven uh, because I think that she's really smart. I thought she had a really good read on the house. I felt like she did get along with people um, even when even when people were not very nice to her. She was able to put that aside and, you know, interact with them in a positive way. Um, and become friends with them down the line. Um, I, she's not very good at competitions, which is not great. Uh, you know, she did, she was at one point and then she wasn't, it was like, I I thought maybe it was like a Paris situation where she turns it on down the stretch and then she's just really good the rest of the time, but didn't quite happen that way. Um, she keeps her cool. I mean, that situation with Bella, I would not have kept my cool in that situation. So I was very impressed with her for that. Um, which I think is important. Um, however, I I don't know if she necessarily has the follow through. I feel like there was an opening there to tell Cliff, no, we need to keep Christy. Uh, and it just didn't happen. It, she just kind of let it go. And I feel like she needed more strength when, um, in her convictions, really. And just to push her own agenda where I didn't necessarily feel like she was capable of doing that, or maybe she was, but she just decided not to, I don't know. Um, And I don't, I didn't necessarily see the killer instinct that I like to see. And so I don't know if she has that, or maybe it just wasn't an opportunity wasn't presented to her, but overall I I felt very good about her game. I think that if you put her in a a random uh, house at a random season, I do think that she would do pretty well. Um, because also she she's underestimated. I think that that's a good position to be in. Um, people don't know that she is uh, as intelligent as she is and as good at the game as she is. So, you know, um, I was impressed with her. So that's why it's a seven. All right. Uh, for me, I love Nicole. Everybody knows this. 
Um, I don't think she's quite a seven, though. I think for me, I was honestly between a five and a six. Uh, I am going to go with the six. And the reason is that uh, some, something that I talked to her about was just how good she was at damage control. She really was a survivalist in the house. She was a cockroach. Um, she got into trouble at many points throughout the game. That's why I don't think she can be too high uh, in the ratings. I think that uh, strategically she may made a lot of errors um but every time she made an error she was able to wiggle her way out of it um and that's that's pretty good and she's also in the archetype that uh nobody's really going to be looking at her as a huge threat most of the time and she really makes good on that and she uses that to her advantage uh i was able to call from fairly early on that I felt like she was going to make it to the end game and then all she had to do was win a couple of competitions like Paris and she could have the win and she was very very close to that I think that that's a very repeatable performance for her um, but she'd have trouble winning some of those competitions and that's going to be a big hindrance to her capabilities I also feel like she uh, certainly had a jury that liked her this season and that uh, that might have given her the win against certain people however uh, she was going to take somebody that she would have lost against. And there were a lot of other people that she would have lost against. Uh, she very nearly voted out the person that she would have lost against, or, or the, she very nearly voted out the only person she would have won against. Um, and uh, and that wouldn't have been great for her game. So um, overall, I, I like her chances in certain situations. I think she's going to make it fairly far most of the time. Um, but Clinching the win is always going to be a difficulty for her. Uh, I think she's very smart. I think she's uh, great socially, even though she doesn't fit in with the majority of the uh, sort of casting of Big Brother. Mm, And it's really that uh, survivalist instinct, that damage control ability that I think pushes her over the edge to a six for me. Brent, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you on the six. I I can't go as high as a seven, mainly because I do feel like that she got herself into a few places where probably she shouldn't have gotten herself into trouble for. And she also was honest with people at times when she probably shouldn't have been honest. Like when she told Jess what she told her, there was no real strategy behind that. It was just, I, I feel bad for you, Jess. And then of course she got an irrational reaction from Jess and she probably should have paid for that. Uh, gosh, I, I, I love her as a player. Uh, the chat is making fun of us because, or at least maybe, maybe make fun of me because it's like, love her though. After all these people that we love, ten is a person. I know ten is a person, and you know what? I feel like that counts. Okay, I feel like the fact that she is a ten as a person counts for the purposes of this because it is really hard to dislike Nicole within the Big Brother game. Okay, so I I do feel like that that gives her a leg up in many places where other people you you know you you just want to be around Nicole more than you want to be around someone like I don't know Sis or Jess or Cat. I feel like that, that that actually helps her. So I don't feel like that's necessarily a throwaway thing. I feel like in this instance, it's actually something that's valuable. So it's a six for me, but a high six. And uh, she just needs to be a little bit less honest and a little bit more cutthroat. And I feel like that we have a really, really great player. All right. The audience gave her a seven. In fact, um, small spoilers here. Nicole received the highest rating of any player this season from the audience from the audience wow. which not surprising though i would disagree yeah i feel like yeah i see why they did that but i think it's a little biased 
Yeah. Uh, Stop the insanity says Nicole is an 11 as a person. Yeah, turn, this, this, this dial goes up to 11 for Nicole. Uh, I, I can agree on that one. Um, let's talk Holly. Um, Brent, kick us off here for Holly. I mean, like you said earlier, with, when, in regard to Cliff, I feel like uh, Holly's going to be somebody who always has the leg up walking into the Big Brother game. She's the perfect archetype for something, something like this. And uh, she was pretty smart about how she played the game. Uh, I did listen to her interview with you, and I feel like that uh, she has her own narrative over some things that happened within the Big Brother house that aren't necessarily... That, that don't align with my sense of reality, but be that as it may, that doesn't change the fact that she accomplished what she wanted to accomplish within the big brother game. Uh, the other thing is that she was thinking about uh, cutting Nicole obviously didn't, but then she, didn't she, I, I want to say that she said during the interview that she might've like cut Jackson and taken Nicole, but I think she would have lost to Nicole anyway. So I, I don't she know. Would, she was, was she was not going to cut Jackson in okay. any All right. scenario. Cool. All right. Well, no matter which way she turned, she was going to take a, a winning player yeah. to the end. So she got herself into a little bit of trouble there. There was uh, nobody but, she could beat in, in the whole of the final six in the yeah, final two. That's true. Uh, so, but gosh, she, she was impossible to get out at various times, except for the final five when they probably should have gotten her out. Uh, I think she played a pretty good game and that's very repeatable. Look how, how repeatable is the game? I think very repeatable. I think this kind of a player gets to final six, final five, final four, final two, relatively often uh i I really don't feel like that she's going to be targeted much unless it's like the you know episodes or a week two model curse that we used to have all the time although given the people they're casting on these shows it feels like the week two model curse doesn't happen anymore so uh i feel pretty good about holly i'm gonna also give her i'm gonna give her a seven i give tommy a seven i also gave holly a seven there you go. Well, uh, I'm going to have, I guess, a slightly different take on Holly. Um, I think that if I were taking the first half of the game up to and including uh, day 44, then I would give her a seven. Um, and I'd be like a little skeptical because like how much did cats help influence that seven? I'm not sure. Um, but I would I would be like, you know what? Based on what I saw, I'm going to give her a seven. However, after Kat left the game, I feel like her ability in the game did uh, deteriorate pretty rapidly. Um, what she was doing was not as impressive. And uh, I it just... Again, from final six onward, she couldn't win the game. There was nothing that she could have done. Um, and that's that's not great, uh, especially when you have a lot of like volatile personality. I mean, you're next to Jackson like uh, she should have gotten a better jury vote against Jackson. She didn't um, up against Nicole. She should have gotten the like, what did Nicole do? But she wouldn't have um, up against Cliff. Uh, obviously, she loses to Cliff. Obviously, she loses to Tommy. If she was up against Christy, she should have been able to win. Who knows? You know, that would have been a very different game. But uh, from all angles, it seems like she might have probably lost against Christy. So um I don't love that. Her jury management was really lacking uh, in a lot of ways. And she is the kind of person that most people, if she did win with a bitter jury, people would be like, ah, well, her jury management was great. Her social game was great. Um, and that just was lacking here. So I didn't love that. Her, strategically, I felt like, again, after day 44, there just wasn't much there. Um, 
She very nearly went home. She certainly helped her case by, you know, making a deal to drop. But the fact that she did drop at the final four when she was in the final four HOH just doesn't make any sense. Her explanation for it didn't make any sense to me. She said that she dropped because uh, it would make it less likely that uh, Cliff or Nicole would evict her. But if she wins, they don't they can't. And, and I felt like she I felt like I couldn't I couldn't even like I couldn't, you know, get to the bottom of that. Um, I didn't like that. I didn't like the unnecessary deal she made at the final four. I talked to Jackson about this, um, that uh, that he, you know, he said to me that he did intend to push Holly to make a deal with Cliff and Nicole that if she won, she would evict Jackson so that if that did happen, they would be more mad at her than him. Um, there was no reason for her to make that deal. Uh, it didn't give her anything. It didn't uh, it didn't help her in any way. The only thing she got from it was permission to win the veto, which if she wins the veto, then she's won it and she has the power. She doesn't need permission to win in any way. Um, so there were just a lot of things down the, down the final stretch that just really didn't make any sense. I didn't feel like she made her case very well at the end of the game either. I think that if she had more time to make her case, I, I don't I don't think that would have helped her a whole lot, to be honest. I think that if, if anything, it, it might have hurt her um and so there's just a lot there that i feel like just 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 failed for me um but again so much great stuff at the start but having cat there i do think helped a lot you can't discount the advantage that having somebody that you know is going to give you um honestly her day 44 performance is like the thing that is kicking this into to to the highest gear for me, which is a five for Holly. So uh, that's that's what I've got for Holly. Melissa, what are your well, thoughts? I am right in between you two with a six. Um, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, I think Holly's intelligent, level headed, gets along with people. But I feel like at the end of the game, she was not self interested enough. I feel like she made a lot of dumb moves just because Jackson said to make them. I can't believe she threw the hoh. Um, and, and really she doesn't really have any reasoning for these things. Um, whereas Jackson does have reasoning for why he made Holly do these things. So it's just like, I just feel like she, she would have given her game to Jackson. And we saw Jackson's on the screen. That's the thing. That's the difference for me. Like we, we saw Jackson plotting in the diary room saying, Mm -hmm. you know, if Holly drops here at the final four, then they can evict her instead of me. Like it's not after the fact, you know, narrative changing. Oh yeah. That's why I did it. Exactly. Yeah. So we know that Jackson's was actually happening for the most part. I mean, he may have added a few things here and there, but I, I feel like that I saw a lot of what was happening from Jackson's point of view. Holly, not quite so much. I, will, I do want to address something that Joseph said in the chat. He said that I, this, he said it right after I rated her. He said, I feel, I feel like a lot of Holly's rating is based on her looks. And yeah. <laughs> I'll own that. That I feel like the part of her rating is based on her looks, but I'm looking at the people that they cast on these shows and like the guys that she's going to be hanging out with. And she's like eight, nine times out of 10, probably going to get into a showman's with some guy who's going to be some sort of a meat shield for her and probably go a long way. So yeah, her looks are a part of my rating. I'll own that. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I just feel like a lot of her, the first half of the game, like Taryn said, was great. Second half of the game, I feel like she played for Jackson um, without realizing she was playing for Jackson. So now after the fact, she can say, I wasn't playing for Jackson. I never was intending to do that. But really, she didn't know she was doing it. Like, I just feel like Jackson 
was controlling her moves. And even if they weren't in her best interest, he made her think they, that they were in her best interest and she would have done it for him no matter what. And it just doesn't, it's, it's not great. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, who knows how she would have played without Jackson, but um, I think that overall she's a good player and she would do well in a, another season. But I do I think she's a great player? No. So that's why I'm giving her a six. All right. The audience was with me on this one. They gave her a five out of ten. All right. Let's oh boy, here's the winner. move on to our winner of oh Big Brother 21. What are we going to rate him? Uh, I can tell you that I actually asked Jackson this question. What would you rate yourself out of 10? Uh, he told me he would give himself a 5.3. Of course he would. Of course he would. I don't believe that for a second. My God. Uh, I told him I disagreed. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, Melissa, let's start with you. Where are you on Jackson? Um, I'm giving Jackson a seven. Um, I think that he is super intelligent. Um, I think that, you know, he's very good at comps. I think he's ruthless, which is something you need to be for big brother. Um, I, and I think he's a really good liar. I mean, the way he was able to convince Nicole and Cliff to get Tommy out, um, based off of nothing, uh, was fantastic. Um, and I felt like the way he was able to convince Holly to do anything was really impressive. Um, I think that he, you know, I think he has issues in future seasons because he looks like a threat. He is a big guy. He would be seen as a threat. Um, you know, I'm shocked that he got as far as he did this season. Uh, and also, he's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type. Um, you never know what you're going to get with him. He is very charming one minute and very crazy the next and ruthless and mean the next. So it's like, you don't know what you're going to get with this guy. And I think that could cause him social problems down the line um, in the house, in a future house. Um, however, you know, he had really impressive gameplay and he was there to win. And I can absolutely respect that. So that's why I'm giving him a seven. Yeah, the thing I love about him is that he was ruthless. I mean, you know, we beg people to come on the show. This is why I'm covering Sequester now, because I want gamers. I want people that are hungry for the win. And Jackson got, you know, he, he was so uh, repulsive in many aspects of his game. But he was not repulsive in this one. He wanted to win above all else. He wanted the freaking confetti. And I, even though we made fun of that, I really appreciated that about him. Mm-hmm. It really gave me something to hang my hat on and say, okay, even though that there were obvious problems with this season and obvious problems with this winner. Like I can at least respect that. Like he was hungry for the win and wanted it above all else and would have done anything within his power to win the game. Having said that, I don't think it can be missed that Christy wanted him out. Like, I don't know, two weeks into the season and she was a pretty big mover in the shaker of the season. It was only because their alliance was held together in part by camp comeback that I feel like that she wasn't able to get him out sooner uh, he is somebody who rubs people the wrong way and can be a little misogynistic. I'll, I'll say it to women, and that obviously, I mean, look, the jury asked him about it, so it's not like it's uh, you know, just me bringing it up. I mean, obviously, the cast was aware of it. It's just how big of a deal is that to this particular cast? Obviously, not big enough in this cast, but on a different cast, it might mean something more than what it did here. So, it's going to be a six for me. Uh, and it's probably a pretty low six, but I'll give it to him. 
All right. Um, Jackson's definitely interesting. Um, I think that from a physical standpoint, from a competition standpoint, he is really up there in terms of competitors. Uh, he is capable of winning both physical and mental competitions, uh, puzzles. He says he's bad with visual stuff, but he won BB, you know, flicks, whatever it was, uh, flicks and chill. Um, and, I think from that standpoint, he is, uh, you know, top tier, you know, uh, he is up there. He is now, you know, tied for second in terms of most amount of HOH and veto wins in a single season. Um, now, some of that has to do with the fact that there were a lot of physical competitions for him to win. However, he also threw some competitions early on. And that honestly, for me, contributes toward uh, who he is as a player, that he was uh, capable and willing to throw competitions to downplay his abilities in competitions early on, which definitely helped him later. Um, again, I think that he was able to stand next to Jack and Jack was the person who was always going to go before Jackson in in any scenario. Jackson was certainly a target, but he wasn't the target for a long time. By the time Jackson, by the time Jack left, Jackson was no longer like the target of the house. He was a target, but he wasn't the target in the way that Jack was for a long time. Um, he did a lot of very smart things. He integrated himself into a majority alliance early on. He uh, he maintained relationships with the people outside of that alliance better than most people. And those relationships did come back to help him in a big way later in the season. Um, but at the end of the day, like you, you have to remember that without the competition streak, he doesn't get there. Um, and that's that's big. That, that's big. Um, if I could uh, confidently say that, you know, the show from now on is going to have big physical competitions as the majority of the competitions toward the end of the game for the rest of the show, then I would say, yeah, this guy's, you know, very, very equipped to to do that well. But I kind of feel like they might change it up again. I feel like this is not going to be a consistent trend. That's my theory. If it is, then maybe I'll come back and adjust this rating. But as of right now, it's too short term a trend for me to say that it's going to impact how I view him as a player. Um, So that's that's a that's a detriment that uh, he did rely on a little bit. The fact that there were so many physical competitions. I love that he is ruthless, as you said, Brent. I love that he uh, tried to get Holly to throw the HOH so that she would be vulnerable. I love that he encouraged her to make a deal with uh, Cliff and Nicole so that they would be more upset with her um, if she didn't go through with it. Uh, I love that kind of stuff. I love that what he did with the lie he came up with, the eavesdropping, the the way that he was able to get Tommy out of the house and keep Holly in. Um, There's a lot of great stuff that he did. Uh, I would be tempted to give him an eight just on the, 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 how much I like that stuff. Um, but, uh, for me, it's a seven and, uh, it's a seven because of a lot of the things that you guys have talked about. Um, a little overly reliant on competition wins, uh, can be very abrasive at times. He, I talked about a long time throughout the season that he was a very two faced player that two people's faces. He was often very charming, very, uh, you know, Southern gentleman, whatever you want to call it. And then there was another side of him that was very abrasive. And that side did come out sometimes and people did see it and did rub people the wrong way on occasion. I feel like, um, 
just, you know, this was a great spot for him. I feel like in other spots, he might not be as successful, but he still has that killer instinct. He still has a great ability to lie and to uh, con people. Um, And that's a great ability to have in the game. So for me, it's a seven. And honestly, I think for me, it's probably the highest seven of them. Uh, I would probably say for me that Jackson is the best player of the season. And he also won the season. I mean, the fact that he won the season, he managed to win this season. He got a jury vote. That's impressive. Tyler lost a jury vote. Tyler is, I think, a very, very likable guy. He lost a jury vote. Uh Jackson won and Jackson probably would have won against Nicole, um, who was also very, very likable. So it's not that he only won because he was next to Holly either. So uh, that's something to account for as well. But so for me, it's a seven. And that's the way it goes. Um, The audience, very nearly a seven, but they actually went with a six for Jackson. So they were with Brent on that one. Interesting. No one got higher than a seven. Seven's the highest. That's that's the way it goes. I mean, I think I said it earlier in the season that I felt like there were a lot of sevens on the season um, and that uh, that they really like kept each other uh, at bay. Um, and you, you look at the final six and it's, you know, three sevens, three sixes uh, at total average there. So um, there it's you go. Funny, it's like each partnership has a seven and a six. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, you have uh, the stronger player of each partnership. Yeah, I mean, I don't agree with all of them, but no, but just fine. like it looks like that, you know, yeah. it's like you've got the seven and the six, the seven and the six, the seven and the six, and then it's like one, four, one, three, three, three. <laughs> uh, so I asked the audience, where do you rank Jackson as a winner? And about forty percent said middle. About. 25% said top half and about 25% said bottom half. Um, and then uh, we got some haters there. Uh, 10% said worst winner. Uh, but uh, but for the most part, this is very pretty evenly uh, placed here that um, right about middle and then evenly split between top half and bottom half. So this is pretty, pretty middle ish in general pretty middle of the middle uh for jackson from the audience but i'm very curious to know from you brent where would you place jackson in the winner rankings uh, <laughs> i don't know i thought about this and this is just this is hard because this game i don't feel like it's totally repeatable because of all the comp wins but then again big brother has made more strides towards physical competitions lately so how do i reconcile that also he played a wonderful game and managed to win it. But as I said, he was targeted by Christy early on because he was rubbing people the wrong way. How do I quantify that? I guess I would probably put him, you know, middle of the road. It would, you know, out of what, 20 winners, 21 winners, uh, you know, 11, 12, probably 13 and somewhere in there. I mean, I'd have to think about it a little bit. Like I'd have to like, Basically, the way I do things, I break them down into categories, award people points that I think are important, and then look at the points, and it tells me what to do. So uh, I haven't done that yet for the winners. So, I mean, we may do a podcast again at some point, but uh, I'm probably thinking middle of the road for him. He's he's uh, top for me. So yeah, top, if we're top just splitting it top half. If we're just top splitting okay. it down the middle, he's above middle, but I wouldn't say he's up in the top. But he is above middle for me. Yeah, I think I think right around middle to maybe upper middle. Um, 
I think and probably upper middle, you know, it's, it's hard. It's easy to say upper middle, but then when you start thinking about the winners, like who is he right. actually better than that's when it gets a little more that's difficult. Thing, yeah. So you want to be careful, but um, like, like where would I place him in relation to uh, Casey? I think he's a better winner than Casey. Um, I think he's a better winner than Josh. I think he is a, um, is he a better winner than Nicole? I think Nicole played a better game, but she was also a vet when she did it. And that kind of uh, gives her a bit of a, a, a subtraction. So I think right around that sort of Nicole, Steve, um, I think in that area is where I'd probably yeah. put Jackson. And they are right around the middle to upper middle for me. But if you put enough people in the upper middle, eventually it just becomes the middle. So, uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure where that falls, but, but right around there, I think, I think that, uh, he is on the upper side of the winners that we have gotten that have been good ever since, you know, Derek. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, let's see. I asked people to rank the players from their favorite to their least favorite. This is, Pretty unsurprising, I think, that uh, Nicole is up there at the top, followed by Cliff and then Tommy Ovi. Uh, that's the top four. And then we got the bottom four is Jack, Sis, Bella and Nick. And then, uh, you know, a lot of people in the middle there. Wait, uh, so is it flipped? Like, so Jack is like bottom? Jack is the bottom. Or is it? OK, so it's Jack, Sis, who? Jack, Sis, Bella, Nick, Jess, Jackson, Holly, Sam, Christy, David, Kemi, Kat, Ovi, Tommy, Cliff, Nicole. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. There you go. Um, I also asked people how they felt about the various twists and turns on the season. And uh, spoiler alert, people hated them. <laughs> All of them. Not good. Um, so if zero is hate it and a hundred is love it, um, the night one eviction got about a 10, uh, whack, whack Tillian powers got about a 20, um, camp comeback was like a 25, uh, America's field trip was like a 35. I think that was the best performing uh, thing um america's prankster was a 25 and then i asked about uh, the prevalence of physical competitions in the end game and that got about a 15 um people would not <laughs> like to see more physical competitions they would like to see a return to something or maybe not a return necessarily but just not as much physical that's what they'd like to see yeah i would too me too I have to agree with these. I feel like none of the twists this season were good and none of them even had much potential to be good. Uh, I think Camp Comeback was the most appealing just by the sound of it, but also was the, one of the more detrimental ones to the season overall. Um, and basically all of the other ones either fell flat or just weren't great um, or actively, you know, subtracted from the enjoyment of the season. Um, and, and I definitely agree about the physical competitions. I would love to see more variety, especially in the end game. I wouldn't mind as much to see all these physical comps at the start of the game and then, you know, change it up toward the end of the game. But, uh, but when the end game competitions are very, very physical, it becomes very repetitive. So I would not like to see that again. In regarding the twists, um, the image that sticks with me, and I, w I would love to know the uh, intern's name or producer's name who thought of this camp comeback twist. That image uh, after Cliff won the buyback competition of David and Kemi and Ovi 
sitting up there in their uniforms with Julie Chen. That is the image that sticks with me from this season. When I Surely think somebody lost the their job. I, I would hope. I would hope. Not good. Not <laughs> Bad idea. They couldn't hide from it anymore. That's what I loved about it. As much as I hated that result, I mean, I love Cliff, but you know, it, we had. Uh, I wanted Kemi, Michael. You know, we we all. I wanted David. We we wanted different things for different reasons. I, it wasn't anything against Cliff. It was more against a lot that I was for other people. The thing was that I loved that result because it forced the show to recognize something. It forced the show to deal with some of their bullshit. I, I, if that doesn't happen, I don't know if they actually hold Jack's feet to the fire. I don't know if they let Kemi say what she's got to say in the finale. I really don't care. I, I am honestly slightly optimistic about the future of the show because this did cause such a big stir. We have confirmation that it's renewed for another season and they did say that there would be looking into, which you know, of course they're going to say, but like, honestly, they didn't need to say it. Like they've, they've had these sorts of things before and been pretty silent. Like they didn't say, Oh, we're going to look into it during season 15. Right. But there's actual like new leadership at CBS now. And so I actually feel like maybe, maybe that actually might happen. Um, got their attention. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think they want this to happen again. And I feel like, you know, maybe they actually will look into this a little bit and try. And I don't know if they're capable of recognizing what the problem is. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We also did um, another thing that uh, that ended here. During uh, during the finale was the stock watch that we've been keeping track of. Oh, yes. Let's all season long. And we have to reward those that did well in the stock watch. Um, And uh, who are those people? Who won? Well, first of all, if you if the perfect play, the uh, imaginary person that makes the perfect play every time, how much would they have made, Taryn? Fifty nine thousand. After and how starting much off was with our highest two hundred. How much was our highest? Uh, the highest person was H H Raptor Pro from Reddit, who made eight thousand seven hundred and forty five. Wow. Even our best person is nowhere near a perfect play. <laughs> Um, we're not good at this guys <laughs> i mean to, to be fair it's insanely difficult to get perfect play every time and it really compounds upon itself i was gonna um, say like uh rh what's his name R H H raptor pro rh H raptor pro has increased his uh stockpile by about four thousand percent there melissa four thousand percent return so <laughs> i don't Still not know perfect Still not perfect. It's pretty good. I'm shooting for perfection here. If you can't tell with my score on, it's amazing uh, to me that Taron Taron Armstrong like completely screwed himself on a week where he for like literally forgot to turn in his stuff. He knew that he needed to do something, and yet it just slipped his mind. And still, you made it into fourth place, Taron. Yes. That's insane. Not cool. It's a fluke. I don't like it. Like doing the math, I'm pretty sure I would have won if I hadn't made that mistake. But that's (laughs) fine. That's fine. Uh, um, uh, user Powell Time from Reddit came in second place with seven thousand two hundred and fifty-nine. Uh, basically, everybody in the top thirteen uh, went either all in on Jackson or a significant amount in on Jackson uh, to uh, to make the top 
13 or top 10 if you might want to cut it off there um then uh at taylor allen 133 on twitter was third place with 6230 and then i did make fourth place with 5936 and then uh pesky muggles on discord in fifth with 5466 that's our top five um and you can see here on the screen the uh, the overall placements here we did get a fellow live feed person correspondent yeah. updater puya in 21st yeah. place he managed to beat all of the other uh podcasters apart from me um and uh took home 21st place with uh twenty one hundred dollars uh and then if we continue to move down 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 uh melissa you were actually third of all of the podcasters wow i'm amazing i had no idea that's that's actually impressive considering where you were (laughs) yeah i'm actually very impressed i really thought i was like off the charts at this point so uh Um, i'm off the charts Uh, Kirsten there in in fourth uh, of the podcasters she went in on holly there bad choice Mm. Oh, you did not pay off. Come on. Um, and then uh, if we continue to go all the way down, Mary there at the very bottom with one dollar uh, <laughs> in fifth of the podcasters. And then um, and then we have a lot of people who who dropped out as well, including Brent, uh, Rob out. and, yes. um, you know, Matt and, and uh, some others. Uh, Jenny, um, all of you guys dropped out at various points. Jenny, in we the barely game. knew ye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, crown me the stock watch winner for the second season in a row. Yeah, I feel like we need to give it and up I'm for third place. you are third. Yes. I'll give it up to all of you all for whatever you've accomplished. Uh, <laughs> I'll give it up. We need to give it up to, yeah. Thank you, Jeffrey. I'm off the podium if, in figure skating terms. I'm off the podium. Uh, uh, Rob finally won. Uh, yes. Big Brother draft. He's oh, never wow. yeah. done that before. He had Jackson in his draft and Jackson won. So Rob. Good for Rob. He gets to decide the draft, the draft order. First, first draft win for Rob. Uh, I, I wish we could ask him how it feels, but uh, actually, he recorded a episode where uh, he talked about how he felt about winning the. Uh, the, the draft so if you're a patron and you have the uh, access to the episodes then you can watch that you uh, should watch that episode because that has taryn armstrong talking to dr will and <laughs> the funny part is like taryn is so cute he goes up to him he's like um so you know my name's taryn i work with rob as a podcast and He's like, oh, oh, very cool. You know, you know how Dr. Will can be charming, but I'm like, I'm, I'm, we know Dr. Will, so I'm watching him. I'm like, okay, is he just giving Taryn bullshit here or is he actually giving him the time of day? And then Taryn's like, yeah, we, uh, we recorded a uh, documentary, uh, you know, a big uh, look back at, uh, you know, your season. And Will's like, I heard of that. I, I heard of that. And Taryn's eyes were just like, boom, like that. <laughs> it was, <laughs> well, actually, was, actually, I actually knew great. that he knew about it. Um, yeah, but he, like tweeted about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it's all it always but helps that to the guy, show appreciation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, he might not have remembered that he had tweeted about it before. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, he he seemed he seemed very pleased that I was like uh, coming up to him and 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 being such Kissing a like, such a yeah exactly. He was very <laughs> pleased about that. He even like turned to his wife and he was like, "Hey, look at this!" Uh, <laughs> and so I was like, really, uh, like, okay, okay, I see it. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome getting to uh, to meet Will. Um, I you know I've uh, I've met 
I've met all, all of the the top uh, four at this point. Top four winners. Taryn, what was that uh, that uh, elevator that you were in with uh, Rob and a bunch of people like Caitlin and Swaggy and uh, like I don't know if Morgan or Ika. Somebody well, uh, who was in there? I don't know. What, what was that? Like Ika. Uh, so we were going, or I was going to head down to the rap party. Um, with Ika and Dimitri's, uh, but the interviews had taken so long that by the time we actually finished, it was over. Um, oh and what, so the rat party was over. Yeah, the, like that that night. Um, okay. And so, like, we left and we were asking, uh, we asked somebody, uh, like, "Hey, is the is is it still going on?" And they were like, "Oh, most people have left. There's like a couple people left there, like uh, you know, just you know, just hanging out." And we're like, "Okay, there's only a couple of losers left." Um, and so, uh, so we just started walking back. And and I was texting Caitlin like, hey, you know, have, have, have people gone elsewhere? Have they gone somewhere else to continue to party so that we I might catch up with them? Um, and uh, I, I wasn't really getting getting much in the way of a response when all of a sudden Shocked. the people that had been hanging back at the rap party uh, showed up on a uh, golf cart. And it was, of course, Caitlin <laughs> and course. company. Um, and they were screaming at us like, ah, and um <laughs> I'm so jealous. I want <laughs> It was uh, it was like her and uh, and and a bunch of people from Love Island and uh, and, and Bailey and Swaggy and they she was just like get into the elevator because they had gotten in and uh, and then it was just, it we so just packed. went in and it was very very packed and people just started screaming and jumping and uh, it, it really scared. it really was like the Tower of Terror. Uh, it was very <laughs> loud, very loud. I don't want to die. Um, but, uh, th- then, then we went our, our separate ways afterward. It was very, uh, this was an interesting experience. Yeah. I remember being on the elevator one time and somebody like, I was with a bunch of like straight boys and like, they decided to like jump in the elevator all together and they thought it was hilarious. And then the elevator actually did stop <laughs> freaking idiots. Oh, and so it's like, scary. took us Don't like, mess with elevators. Oh, yeah. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that. Uh, I also went to the the other the the rap party the next night. That was the uh, the party that I spent more time at. I got to talk to um, pretty much everyone there, and you know, uh, hung out with a couple of people beforehand as well, and that was fun. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. I, I enjoyed the experience. Um, it was good to uh, to talk to them. It's very strange, you know, people when they come out of the house like they, like it's their experience is like they are like uh wide-eyed like they're they like oh, what's happening um <laughs> like it, it's it's definitely weird and and uh, you know i think it definitely takes a while for you to really re- regain your composure and like understand what the world is again because it's such a strange experience coming out of that house after so long yeah, yeah. your and interactions you forget, oh, you forget that they're just coming out of the house like you forget that they have not been with other people and like with their phone and this is all like a crazy thing because you just you're not thinking that way because you are not coming from a house you know like so when i when i went to the finale party um this past year or not this year but the last year and then a few years ago like i i didn't it didn't register until like after the party that this was the first time that they were like actually socializing with people other than their housemates and actually like in the real world. Um, and it's weird to think about that because, you know, it's gotta be so wild that you, you come out of the house and the first thing you do is go to this like, 
crazy party where there's a ton of people there who want pictures with you and want to talk about your experience and want like, you know, to just hang out with you and buy you drinks and whatever. And it's like, it's got to be so strange that that's like your first foray back into the world. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's it was it was it was a great time uh i really enjoyed you know getting to to go into the backyard and all of that um so uh th- thank you to all of the wonderful patrons and listeners of the podcast for making that sort of thing happen um it's very very much appreciated uh but of course make sure you also stay tuned because there are plenty of other shows to uh to watch out for including sequester which we um brent and myself have already recorded a preview-ish podcast for it's a why you should watch sequester podcast that's uh season three of sequester which you can just jump right in if you want we'll be starting in about a week and a half uh november 3rd um that sunday will be the first episode of sequester um there's also a show i've been talking about called the circle which people should check out it's in the uk uh right now but there is a u.s version coming soon to netflix that uh is very interesting i recommend people check that out um i talk a little bit about it uh on the taryn show where i actually interviewed one of the contestants and uh, i've streamed on twitch about it a few times explaining why you should watch it and what it is um we also have news uh i think they're still just mostly like very very confirmed mostly rumors but i believe that uh uh, big brother australia is uh coming back and will be played maybe not with the exact north american rule set but it will be played with some kind of they vote each other out rule set rule set where uh it will be don't you hate it when that happens by the way yes i I know when your throat just goes (laughs) closes up i I've had yeah. that happen before and I'm like, oh God, that's terrible. Go Especially because then you try to continue talking and now all of a sudden it's like, ah, I'm like this. Um, <laughs> but uh, I believe they will be filming it ahead of time and then releasing it like they do Survivor uh, after the fact, edited episodes, mm-hmm. which means obviously no uh, viewer involvement. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch out for. And of course, Big Brother Canada uh, eight is going to be on the way in the spring. Uh, Survivor is on right now. So many things to watch out for. Um, and we'll be covering certainly some of it. I would love to, uh, cover the circle in some capacity. We will be covering sequester. Uh, make sure you find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong, where I will be talking about all kinds of stuff like shows and games and, and right. to people and, uh, all kinds By the of. Way- fun stuff uh, a couple people in the chat asked me where my interviews are for those of you who don't know the day after the big brother finale i went down to atlanta and interviewed the contestants before they started the game of sequester those interviews will be released i think it's either going to be sunday and monday or monday and tuesday with the women first and then the men uh 10 10 women 10 women 10 men and you will get to see those i was in a suit and everything so it's gonna be very fun uh there's something else i wanted to ask you too taryn uh i can't remember what it was maybe it's about the circle like uh did you uh do you enjoy the uh well I mean, the, like the end part of the circle the circle of trust i, I don't want to spoil anything for you and watch it but did you enjoy the don't mechanism at, at the end you haven't oh you haven't seen it okay cool all right well, i've seen season one i haven't i'm halfway through season two they are all available on uh on youtube by the way the circle uploaded them mm-hmm. oh, okay like, cool yeah. good so they're yes. all available um but i'm only halfway through season two so i no spoilers yeah, yes. no, no, no spoil. It's a very, very interesting premise, and the way that it plays out is very interesting. Uh, I don't think it's for everyone. Um, Matt Hoffman was was texting me like, 
what is this nonsense? <laughs> um, but uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I think uh, I think a lot of you might enjoy it as well. So uh, definitely give it a shot. Uh, but my sequester- recommendation is to watch The Circle at one point seven five speed on YouTube and <laughs> just get past the boring stuff. <laughs> By the way, like, it just, it's so it's so slow. Like you know, Big Brother Australia and Big Brother UK. Like they, they, it's very, it's for some. Like I'm sure some people love that style, but for me, <laughs> it's too slow for me. So if I put it on one point seven five times speed, it's just like okay, this is great. Everyone, like everything's happening all at once. But uh, you know, it, it makes it more like a U.S. version of a show. But uh, yeah. That, well, that's, that's pretty fast, actually, Melissa. Yeah, well, <laughs> Sequester is definitely not a slow show. It's a very fast-paced show. Um, so if you uh, if you're interested in that, make sure you check that out. Yeah, or at least you, listen to the Brother, podcast that we uh, yeah. that we recorded just and just like, just went out today. Yeah, our our podcast that went out today. It's only an hour long, so just like you know, if you love me and me and, and really, it's me and Taryn together. Come on, it's like the first half of it is about why you should watch, and the second half is us talking about season two. So if you don't even care about us talking about season two and just want to hear us talk about Sequester the show and the format and why you should watch it, and then it's a very quick listen if you stop halfway through. So uh, yes. I recommend checking also, out the podcast. People in the chat are asking. Yes, the uh, contestants for season three are out. And uh, Lucy, those interviews, uh, the video interviews will be on the Rob is a podcast or uh, reality TV wrap ups uh, YouTube page, uh, YouTube channel, rather uh, uploaded on probably, like I said, Monday and Tuesday at the latest. Uh, and then Taryn and I are going to uh, go through the contestants and release an audio podcast where we evaluate them. So you can look for all that. I'll, I'll tweet it out. Just follow me on Twitter and I'll definitely tweet the links. Yes, you can find Brent on Twitter at one lucky gay. Melissa is at it's Melissa with three of those A's. Someday she'll change it to four A's. Never, <laughs> never. Um, any final thoughts though on Big Brother Twenty One before we? complete the journey uh, and of course let me know if you have any ideas for the hashtag in the chat i mean happy to be done with it uh it was it was it was a it look i mean i don't mean that in a i don't mean that in a shady way i just it was it was a a well i must say well thought out it was a well constructed season there were heroes and villains and underdogs that we got to root for and we almost came close to having our amazing you know fairy tale ending didn't quite get it, but the best player of the season probably did win in the end, and you really can't ask for much more than that. That said, it was a lot to bear as we went along, especially in the early going. I started to question my love of Big Brother as a whole, watching the first four weeks of the season, and I still haven't really gotten any answers from those people on the show about, did they not realize what they were doing during the first four weeks of the season? It was, uh, it was really not fun to watch that but overall i feel like the season probably ended in a in a positive way if you appreciate good gameplay and hungry hungry players right. uh, jackson certainly gave us that so uh you know yeah. thumbs up for me i guess yeah, it was a tough first half of the season but the second half really picked up we had a great final six um full of people who were good players who were hungry to win and um you know so overall overall good season with some tough moments for sure um, but I'm I'm looking forward to the next thing. Yes. All right. Well, I uh, what what a season it's been. What what a summer. Um, you know, it's honestly 
Big Brother, regardless of the quality of the show as it's going, I still am always going to love Big Brother as a whole. And I definitely love covering, especially with you guys and, uh, and, and the audience and, and everybody in this, uh, this, this community. Maybe not everybody, but most people in this community, uh, who are very, very wonderful. Um, so I want to thank everyone for, uh, for hanging out with us all summer long. I hope you, uh, come and join us at the very least for Big Brother Canada 8. Um, that should be a lot of fun. And then, uh, if, if not, if you are averse to the cold, um, then you might hold off and wait for Big Brother 22. But if you do that, then, uh, I'll see you then. It will be a lot of fun, I'm sure. Um, and, yeah, that's uh, that's what I've got for you. So um, thank you all so much for the season, for everything. Uh, come find me on Twitch. We'll hang out. You don't have to. You don't have to leave me forever. Now that Big Brother's over, you can you can I'm, you can find me. Uh, I'll I'll know who 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 my day ones are who stick with me even when Big oh. Brother's not on. Um, so. <laughs> check that out but um man i didn't see um uh camp closed camp is over um no no bird no bush that's a good one yeah that's a good one that's a good one <laughs> all right uh so for brent and melissa i am taryn armstrong hashtag no bird no bush see you next season <laughs> <laughs>